like corn. It's not very bread clubby. It's not very bread clubby. It's very horny, like you said. I got to, uh, I had the theme from like two weeks ago, but then it got like copyright strike. Jeremy was uh, was worried about it in the episode, and I appreciate it. But I have to find. I know when I when we signed up for Streamyard, there's like a website that has free music. I have I think, to. I think we've had enough of the porn music. You don't like feeding the ducks? No, this does not sound like feeding the ducks. No, right? It's weird. You think feeding the ducks, you know, bread club, it would go hand in hand, but I guess not. You know, maybe I think I think I played night driving last last time <laughs> we were together, and I think that's a little more a little more heavy metal, a, li- a little more new Japani. There we go. Stupid. <laughs> it's been, you know, the last episode we was like, there's not too much to talk about. We had a good time, but it's all popped off the past two weeks in New Japan, man. Has it ever? You know what? I'm not going to lie to you. It's a terrible idea for me to eat three tiny Reese's peanut butter cups before we started this. I, apo- like- I apologize for being an American gorilla who can't keep his stupid fat hands out of the candy jar downstairs. I mean, I had the decency to shove my bar of chocolate into my mouth before we started recording to give myself a little a little energy kick on this Monday evening in the UK. How is uh, how's things in the UK over there on this Monday evening? Dark, depressing, gloomy. The clock's changed. Now it gets dark at like 4.30 p.m. Uh, it's, yeah, it's not nice. It's not nice. Winter, winter isn't a good time in the UK. It is. Uh, I'm over here in the States, in the New Jersey area. It is unseasonably warm. It is 75 degrees out today. I mean, that sounds nice. That sounds very nice. It was very, it like, the past couple of days, it's been torrential rain, like, uh, open my balcony door and it's just like a flood flies into my face uh so very little air getting into the apartment um but yeah it's it's not it's not nice but you know it's the same every year yeah no this is uh this is weird for us i have all the windows open we have all the doors open uh i know the next time we sit down to record the bread club uh there's a good chance the heat will be on i'll be in a hoodie and it will be 50 degrees cooler well, enjoy it whilst it lasts. Exactly. Exactly. It's beautiful. I got all the windows open. It's such a nice day uh, to talk New Japan pro wrestling with Mr. Kieran. Uh, we are the Bread Club. Uh, Fightful Overbooked. Fightful Overbooked dot uh, com and Fightful dot com. Please subscribe. Uh, if you enjoyed this video, if you're a fan of New Japan pro wrestling, we have so much to talk about. Last episode, Kieran, I was like. Man, I was hating you, Kieran. You're like best friends with Jay White. You're hanging out with Will Ospreay. You're going to these London shows. Here I was thinking I had to work. Uh, and I wasn't going to be able to go to the New York show. And uh, and you were a little disappointed in me. I could tell. It's okay. And I was disappointed in myself. But uh, luck would have it. Lady Luck was on my side. A friend of mine came had a free ticket. And I was like, I don't know, man. I got to work to like 730. He's like, just come. Like, so what if you miss like two, three matches? At least you'll be there for the main event and stuff. So I said, you know what? Fuck it. So I uh, I worked uh, worked some uh, food truck shift. And then right from the food truck, I drove right into the city. I made great time. And I caught a majority of the Friday night uh, a show out here in New York City. So that was that was pretty cool. 
Oh yeah, man. When you when you messaged me to say that you was going, I was so happy uh, for you because it was a stacked card that Friday. Um, you know, it wasn't the mystery card the night before. You you knew what you was getting. You knew you had all these. You know, you had a couple of titles on the line and stuff. You had Motor City Machine Guns were in the house. You had the the team of Okada and Eddie Kingston. Um, but perhaps before we get into that and your experience of that show, the mystery show happened the night before. Um, you know. You knew some faces that were gonna cheer, uh, gonna cheer, gonna appear. They were, you know, they were on the poster. Um, but some of the surprises were, were pretty fucking cool. Like kicking off with the reuni- reuniting of uh, Forever Hooligans, Rocky Romero and Alice Kozlov. I don't think anybody expected that. No, I don't think so. I was, I was, uh, I was a little bummed that I missed it. To be perfectly honest with you, it was really cool as well. Like you know, they, they started off pushing each other, and then they gave each other a hug. They was only messing around, and then it. It kind of broke down. And then, you know, DKC and Kevin Knight picked up a, a big win over former IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. And it put them in good stead for the next night when they were going to be challenging for the strong openweight tag team titles. Um, you know, a rare win for a couple of young Lions and even rarer that they were challenging for the tag titles the next night. Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, it's it was pretty cool because there was a lot of lot of um, lot of friends of mine. Uh, wrestling friends of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, um, who had an opportunity to be a part of that that Thursday night show. I know uh, Crowbar, Devin Storm, uh-huh. however you know him, is a great friend of the Shining Wizards. He actually uh, trained uh, Shining Wizards Tony in wrestling school like 20 years ago. They were together wow. in wrestling school. Uh, so it was pretty cool to see that he got an opportunity to work New Japan finally and check that off of his bucket list. And I know uh, the SAT... Um, if you're familiar with early Ring of Honor, uh, they got to wrestle. Um, Aussie Open, yeah, yeah, Aussie Open, which is awesome. So uh-huh. really, really strong, strong stuff the night before. A lot of fun stuff. I wish I could have saw seen Shingo and Jake something. Um, yeah, you had Speedball Mike Bailey rocked up. Obviously, absolutely everyone loves him. Wrestler of the Year this year. Um, I'm such a big Jake Something fan. Uh, the match with Shingo kind of didn't get going. I feel. I think it, perhaps a bit disjointed. Um, but goddamn, like as I'm watching this show, I'm like, you know, it's we've got the the old problem of New Japan putting on a show in America, and that the quality isn't that great. You can't really hear the in ring action very well. You know, you're getting all these great chops that look great, but the sound isn't just coming across. Um, but Jesus Christ, the way Shingo won this with the pumping bomber lariat was perhaps the meanest pumping bomber bomber I have seen Shingo hit. He forced the cameras to pick that up. It was fucking brutal, man. I mean, Jake something is a big boy, so... so you oh, got it, up, was, right? it was tremendous. And then uh, you had the big surprise of the night was, of course, John Moxley rocking up for the main event and it, it coming down to the AEW champion versus the... Uh, the AEW champion versus the IWGP champion uh, in this match, Battle Royal, over the top rope. Was it 10-man tag, 12-man tag, 20-man 12, tag? 12-man. Uh, 12-man tag, you could get eliminations by throwing over the rope and we end up with the champions of the two companies, like... That was pretty crazy. Yeah, I did not. Um, I know the results, but I didn't get to see the show uh, on fight. Um, and then, of course, Friday night I was there. Let me tell you the um, the 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 place, the event where the event was held, the venue. I don't know why the words. Can you hear the leaf guy outside? No, no, no. Okay, I had to get up and close the window because <laughs> my landscapers are here. The neighbors are are 
doing the we got live in like the woods. We're, we're good. They ain't in the Roxenberg Club. Fucking Leafs everywhere. <laughs> Leafs, whatever you want to call it. Um, the venue. I saw Allison Chains there like 15 years ago. Oh wow. And I did not know it was such a cool, intimate venue. I don't know if that came across on fight. No, it really didn't. Like again, I think they they have this problem all the time. New Japan shows in America, just the production quality is just not up to scratch. Like the crowd was just dark. You you really didn't know they were there, and the sound quality was just awful. So you weren't getting, you know, you'll tell me about your experience, but it didn't sound like the crowd was overly hot. Um, whereas in the venue, it might have sounded like a fucking you couldn't hear yourself think. Yeah, I, the venue was cool. Uh, the, the presentation on fight, I mean, I walked into the... You have to go downstairs. It's like in the basement of this building. So I was was completely floored by that. Uh, and then it's kind of got like theater seating. Right. So, so the ring was in the center, but where my seats were, I was I was up a couple levels. But the whole arena was pitch dark except for the ring um yeah i mean i think that's a shame you kind of do want to see the crowd to an extent yep. like you know you don't need to see yeah like you need there's a good balance but it was literally just pitch black like a short of when people would fight outside the ring and stuff you really couldn't see the crowd and also the fact that it was apparently mic'd up really poorly uh, you couldn't hear them very well either that's a shame that's such a shame yeah the being there live i uh I enjoy a drink uh, and I rush from work and uh, I decided I was going to have two double crown Royal and Coca-Colas mm-hmm. uh, on a, v- on a very light stomach. <laughs> uh, and I, Kieran, you'll be very proud of me. I had no problem telling all the Eddie Kingston marks to shut the fuck up and listen when your champion is in the ring. <laughs> what um what match did you get there from? When when did you hit the arena? What, so who, I, who was in the ring? I walked in at the beginning of the Fred Rosser Gresham match. Oh, that's awesome. So you only you missed the pre-show match and you missed Leo Rush coming to the aid of Yo. Yes, I missed House oh, wow. of Torture. I missed House of Torture. Uh, I, I'm sure you were so disappointed. Oh no. <laughs> it was a blessing. You Actually, missed you missed Yujiro. God damn it matt it was a blessing i made great time and i got there just as as uh as rosser and gresham were were making their entrances and uh the venue was set up the way i said it was but there were also spots like i i didn't know where my seats were because it i knew where my seat was but it wasn't like well lit so i kind of stood Mm -hmm. there was an area where i could stand where i'm not in front of people so i stood there for that match so i didn't I didn't walk up and uh, and get in everybody's way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. I mean, well, it, it's a. I, I don't know how bothered you would have been, but Leo Rush turning up unannounced and teaming up with uh, Yo, um, which has now been announced for the Super Junior Tag League. That's really cool because Leo Rush is such a good talent. Um, seeing him in Japan is going to be really exciting. Uh, we'll get to Super Junior Tag League later because it's it's so stacked. But that was a nice little exciting way to kick off the night. Uh, this second night in New York. Does Leo Rush retire before? <laughs> he retires during a match like mid-match second oh, the second match yeah he's just li- yogo's tagging him in and he's just like no nah, i'm retiring again sorry i was bummed that i missed the uh tag title change and i missed aussie open uh fred rosser is the match order i've got up wrong fred rosser and is the third match and then it was the tag titles it's got 
on yeah the- it's it was uh so they did the women's dark match yeah show. then it was house of torture against chaos yeah then it was the tag match oh, damn it, and okay. it was yeah so i walked in for fred and gresham the uh, new japan what- the new japan website results page has the matches in the wrong order it has fred rosser and gresham then it has the tag titles i would have loved it i was like i got there and uh there's a, a group of people in our discord the shining wizards discord who um had organized so we they organized it and you know if i never uh make a dollar doing the podcast i'm just happy that i've helped create this community like people flew out from milwaukee and drove down from like boston to come to the show like and they all know each other through our podcast are we getting are we getting a nelly guest appearance no, you got Trixie was like fucking sneezing over here. I thought <laughs> all, all over the floor. I'm sorry. But all these people came together and it came through the Discord. So it was cool um, that everyone got together for this. And, and everyone was kind of sc- scattered throughout the theater. So I, I sat next to one friend for the first couple matches. And then he told me I missed the tag title change. I was like, motherfucker. He's like, and you missed the House of Torture. I'm like, you're probably better off that I wasn't here for that. <laughs> yeah, everyone was better off for that. Cause I would have lost my mind. Uh, and then like I sat with them and then I went and found my other buddy who got the extra ticket and he had room over by him. Those poor people were not, they were not ready for me when I went. Over there. <laughs> um, but it was, it was uh, a lot of fun. It was that the crowd was, was pretty, I know you said it didn't come across good on fight, but the crowd was into it, man. The crowd was fucking into it. Um, they were really into to show to show to, uh umina um that fucking tom waller theme song bangs live it's fucking awesome (laughs) it's great Uh, and he's he's so so good uh suzuki and clark connors with fucking ken Ken shamrock yes what that was awesome the match was great i loved the little post-match bit because minori suzuki isn't one to show respect in a new japan ring Perhaps on the independence when the cameras aren't rolling, you know, he's not going to see this guy again. He'll give him a little handshake or something. But to give Clark Connors a handshake and a, a, a quick little hug and pat on the back as well, I think that speaks volumes. Like uh, I put on Twitter, could perhaps there's a future for Clark Connors in Suzuki going down the line. Oh, I like that, dude. I am super, super excited with this. And we'll get into it when, when we talk Battle Autumn um, with, 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 with what they're doing with with these young lions now you know mm-hmm. we're post-pandemic now essentially like you know tanahashi and company they're not getting any younger as great as they are and as legendary as they are and as bad as his hair is he's not going to be around <laughs> forever this. Right? So this is like dude clark connors comes back from injury him and suzuki what a fucking battle man it's such a fucking exciting time with all these young lions man like for so many fans as well like you know when they first got into New Japan. The, the guys we were watching as Young Lions were Shota Rumino. It was Ren Naruto. It was Yota Suji. And it's, we've got to follow them on their journey. You know, we got to see uh, Shota when he's made those sporadic appearances. And now he's back officially as of Battle Autumn. And, you know, Clark Connors in the LA Dojo, we got to see that develop quite a bit. And now he's, yeah, fucking got Ken Shamrock on his corner and taken Minoru Suzuki to the limit. It's, it's so cool to see. Yeah, it was it was awesome to be there live and uh I, I get to experience clark's return um i saw your girl mayu iratani she retained uh i as you'd expect um although she did then 
defend a title last week in uh, Japan and then relinquished it because she's putting her focus entirely on the IWGP Women's Championship match at um, the historic crossover event versus Kyrie. Uh, which again, we'll get to that later because that full card has been announced and it is yeah. fucking incredible. Like, absolutely, will be dropping my money to buy that on pay per view. Um, but yeah, no, glad to see it. Was a, it was kind of not, 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 none, uh, it wasn't a very special match, but Mayu being that stardom representative in a new Japan ring in New York was very cool to see. Now, I know you said you couldn't hear the crowd, the crowd was fucking pumped to see her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it really didn't come across because I was like, oh, I wish you got a bigger pop. I wish people were more excited, but I'm, I'm glad <laughs> yeah. to hear that. People, look, I still don't get it, dude. I'm trying. I'm really trying. Right? I got my, P- my PWI just showed up the other day. Top 150. Women. It's all it's all stardom. Sherry, number big, one. We got this big show coming up. I'm trying. Dude, I just didn't get it. She was just doing like generic moves and the place was going fucking crazy. Like, I don't get the tail. She had a tail. What's she does. She, she, she does have a tail. Yes. Um. But no. I mean, she's against a, an opponent who I don't know if they've got any history together. Uh. You know, it's a thrown together match just for this card. To like, let's just get an a, a American. I, I assume what. Uh, I assume. Uh, yeah. Kylie King is American. Uh. But if not, she's yeah she based is. in that area. Um. But uh. But yeah. It, listen, the match versus Kyrie is main event in that show for a reason. It's main event in a card that's got Shota versus Osprey for the title. Great Muta's last ever New Japan appearance. Like right. the main event is Mayu and Kari, and I think it's going to deliver in spades. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I still don't get it. I did see something on Twitter. I guess there was a start. Some chick with her fucking face off. Uh, Mina Shirakawa. Wow. Like yeah. So she took a couple of really nasty Phoenix splashes. Um, I think the second one, like basically, turned into almost a leg drop. Essentially, just right across her face and mouth and jaw. <clears throat> sorry excuse me and uh yeah so she literally has a busted jaw like she's got teeth that look like they're reaching for the sky um and she goes backstage and she gives this incredibly emotional promo uh while she's fucking literally like her jaw is double the size it should be like what a fucking badass she is man yeah so it's that i'm very intrigued i have to find time to to watch it i will be ordering i'm the same with you i'm putting my money down I think that's that's what's so cool about it, though, because you're a new Japan fan. You want to see Great Muta's last match. You want to see Will versus Shota. You want to see what else is called the, the LA Dojo boys are all back and reunited in Japan. Um, oh, yeah. I, you know, I can't remember much else of the card off the top of my head, but also then you're going to get to see the Sardom guys in their home environment almost. It's going to be very different to what you saw from Mayu in New York. And, you know, it, they're, they're hopefully going to make a lot of fans that day. I hope so. I'm rooting for it. Uh yeah, it was just, uh, I don't know. I didn't get it. The tail. No, no, I, I get that. Especially when everyone else is losing their mind over it and you like... Well, oh, I was, look, I was, yeah. happy, I was happy people were into it, but yeah. I was like, bro, what's with the tail? Somebody tell me why she has a tail. New wow. Japan, American New Japan fans are interesting. I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, God, like, you know, especially with the pandemic as well, when was the last time Mayu was uh, wrestled abroad let alone i don't know if she's ever wrestled in new york it's a, a very rare opportunity for lots of the fans and they they from the sounds of it they took full advantage of it um and then shingo and elp came on next and just decided to kill each other dude that was awesome that was fucking awesome crazy it man awesome. it was awesome and shingo re- twice now beat an elp for the to retain the kopw um they had a great feud uh this was a great payoff and a great blow off for it 
Um, but yeah, it's, it has really helped cement ELP as this heavyweight. And Shingo is just continuing his run as being one of the best guys in New Japan. Does this was this was a lot of fun. These guys really went all out uh for this match. Um Nelly's back. Um come on, man. The fuck Nelly talking New Japan. She's a big Shingo fan. Is she? She's a big fan of fucking come on, man. Get out of here. <laughs> Nelly. Sorry, man. That's all right. Fucking Nelly. Uh yeah, it was a lot of fun. They they really put it put it all out there and and shingo's just the banger after banger i think he worked like house of glory over here too i think he had a match versus loki right yeah like yeah making the most out of uh mm-hmm. out of being in the states and i'm super happy with with elp and this move to the heavyweight division i'm excited to see what 2023 uh brings for him um you know how you you make yourself a target in new york city you tell everybody at the the theater that eddie kingston is a fucking loser I mean, I don't agree with that. Eddie Kingston is pretty fucking good. Um, you knew who was getting pinned in this match, Kieran. I you to, I don't thought, step to the switchblade. I wouldn't have been surprised if Juice Robinson was taking that loss. Like since he's ju- <laughs> since he joined Bullet Club, he's kind of not done great. Like since he got uh, had that whatever appendicitis, whatever it was. Um, and had to relinquish the title, you know, like he's losing to Ren Narita on uh, New Japan Strong. He's kind of just become, a, you know, a secondary character in Bullet Club, um, as exciting as it was when he first joined. But yeah, I, I'm glad Eddie Kingston took the pin and JY got the big win because uh, there was a lot of uh, back and forth between them. And yeah, just cement JY on his way to main event in Wrestle Kingdom. This was uh, a lot of fun. Uh, if you're a New Japan fan and you have an opportunity to ever see Okada anywhere, you have to do like it is it is something else like i was lucky enough to be at the garden for the g1 you know and i got to see him there but man this was such like an intimate setting it was he's okada you know if fucking tanahashi was on the show i'd say the same thing even though i hate his hair but like it's so cool you know we watch these guys so much uh, uh, with these big shows in japan and then you get to see him in the states it's it really is something special uh jay white is awesome you know how i feel uh, and then after the match, he cuts his promo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, people were like booing. And I'm like, get up, you fucking marks and leave. <laughs> I hate him so much. What are you? Why are you still here? My friends are like, will you shut the fuck up? And I'm like, ah, fucking Jay White's your champion. I'm like, take off that fucking chaos T-shirt, you piece I'm, of shit. I'm guessing you were in a Jay White shirt on this night. Of course I was. Uh, I, I when I go to wrestling shows, I just have a, I have fun. Absolutely, man! Like have fun and don't be a dick. Don't ruin the night for anyone else, and just have fun. That's it. Easy, That's it. Easy. I really, I really get into it. I cheer for the guys I want. I boo the shit. At. Fucking, I could not make a enough Tom Lawler look like he jumped off the top of the fucking Empire State Building to get into those fucking short jokes. <laughs> Holy shit, them things were tight. Yeah, yeah. It I'm was. Not- a- it was a great night, though. It was such a fun. It's, I think that's the thing about it as well. Like, it might not come across great on TV to me, but it's so it's so so much different in the venue. It always is. Like these these tag matches that you think are kind of run in the middle, like a, a Royal Quest, like we talked about when you had Lij versus Suzuki Goon. It's a match that happens a hundred times on every tour in Japan, but when it happened in London and you're there, it's so exciting because you get to see all these little things. You, you don't get to see on TV. It's just totally different watch to be there in person rather than watching it on New Japan World. 
No, absolutely. It was, it was a lot of fun. You know, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, they announced in the middle of the show that they were going back to San Jose and the whole place fucking booed. Like, <laughs> fucking... Yes. Battle in the Valley is back. Yeah. People are jonesing, man. They want their, their new Japan back in the, in, in, the, I mean, in the States here. Yeah. The card, the cards clearly done well. I know they sold out the, the main night. Um, and I'm assuming the, the mystery night done pretty well as well. Um, and, you know, as long as New Japan deliver in these mystery moments, you know, getting a Moxley, like, literally, I don't think they could have got anyone bigger for that uh, for that mystery night, quite frankly. You know, people are going to want to go because they're like, oh, shit, New Japan are probably going to maybe get an AEW guy coming. Um, it, it's smart. Yeah, and, and I think they did they did a service to the, the, the tri-state area um, when you're using Homicide and Amazing Red. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're bringing in these guys who are, are really like the pillars of East Coast professional wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, it, it means a lot to them. I walked by uh, Homicide on my way to the bathroom. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I said hello to him uh, on my way, not in the bathroom. Then when I was leaving, I was like, I didn't realize it. I was sta- We were waiting for the rest of our crew, and I was standing like on the end of the wall and then when it breaks to the left like that's where ken shamrock was signing autographs oh so, like, fucking hell one. the back of my dumb head is in like pictures and stuff and i didn't uh, realize it until until the lady was like if you're not waiting for this man to sign autographs you need to leave and i was like who's signing autograph i turn around and he's got his fucking his like affliction jeans on like ken it's not 2005 dude <laughs> doing i met ken years ago at a wrestlecon when i done mania and he was totally cool like he had a ufc belt there and i was like can i hold the belt and he's like yeah go for it yeah we 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 interviewed him in the heyday of the wizards he could not have been a nicer dude it was it was awesome that little rub on clark connors was tremendous as well that was totally unexpected and everything um but yeah that that's two shows down we've only got about 40 more shows to go (laughs) and 30 30 tournaments to preview um look it was uh it was a light week last week there was a lot to cover yeah there is a lot to cover so when we left the last episode the, the uh njpw world tv tournament was kicking into gear um but we we recorded just before the the match of the tournament yeah match of the tournament yes, uh ren narita versus tomohiro Ishii. come on I, uh and i don't want to jump too far i really liked ren narita sonata, sonata too though it, uh, I I thought it was pretty good. I think I'm prefer. Uh, no, yeah, Renneria. What other matches did I really like? Okay, I I don't know. It's been a good. It's it's been a good tournament. Um, David Finley versus Zack Saber Junior was great. Uh, but Tomohiro Ishii versus Renneria, it, it was truly was just like watching Shibata and Ishii, wasn't it? It's insane, just how much of a mirror image that match was to any of the matches Ishii and Shibata have had together. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I think it, I, I lived up, it lived up to our expectations. I know uh, when we last talked on episode nine, you were, you were pretty jazzed up about it. And that got me excited for it. Um, but goddamn, man. Yeah. Damn. It's just everything it needed to be. That's kind of the match is one of the matches that makes you fall in love with New Japan. Like the match that made me fall in love with New Japan was Shibata versus Ishii. Because right. I hadn't seen that style. You don't get that style in America. And you know, Ren Narita and Ishii might do that, be that same thing for more people because it's free as well. It's on YouTube. You can check that out for free. You ain't got to pay a penny. The yeah. whole uh, the whole thing officially on YouTube. The the only thing I need them to do, I'm begging somebody. I got we got to talk to Kevin Kelly. The fucking coin, dude. What, Kieran? This this 
this match could went 14 minutes and 33 seconds. What would you have done <laughs> in your living room? You're watching Big Tom Ishii, Ren Narita. It goes the time limit, and they flip a fucking coin to figure out who advances. What would you do? You know what it is though? It's just like New Japan treat it like a sport, don't they? Like they do in Japan for all uh, all wrestling. They give it, which is why we love it, because it's not, you know, they're not treating us like children. So they have to cover their bases, don't they? Like, oh, if it's a draw, like when you're watching a G1 and they're like, oh, if this one ends in a count out and the next two people get disqualified and then, you know, uh, Homer Simpson runs in and does interference and it means this person can qualify and still make the final. And it's like, none of that stuff's going to happen, but they cover it because they treat it like it's a real sport. And that's what it is with a coin flip. Although Kenta tried his damnedest to run out the clock versus Sonata, didn't he? Bless him. He really he, wanted that coin flip. He did. Dude, the coin flip is... I don't know what I'm. I don't know what how, I don't know what I'm gonna do when it, if if we ever are in a situation. That's how the rest. Of, that's that's what's happening at Wrestle Kingdom. Renry Ren DM'd me and he was like, "We're going to a coin flip, bro." I never spoke to him before in my life, and that's all he said to me. And then he blocked me. This fucking guy. I was like, I want to talk, <laughs> talk about the show I went to in New York. He's like, there were two. I'm like, let me have my moment. Renarita <laughs> DM me the finish. Fucking Kieran and his wrestling people. They got the inside track. And if gonna... you're not listening to wrestling. You need to get on that shit, people. But no, I, I, yeah, it would have been fucking wild, but obviously they planned it. But I think something that nobody fucking expected in the opening round was Great Muta running interference to help Toriano beat Great Okan. Who the, what the fuck? Yeah, we had just finished talking about Muta, right? <laughs> yeah, no, like, he's all over the place this week. Oh, God. It's crazy. Got the match versus Shinsuke Nakamura. He's doing his last match at the stardom. A New Japan historic crossover show, and I think we get Muto will be in a New Japan ring before he's said and done as well. Uh, like I said, I think that might be at Wrestle Kingdom, uh, you know. But um, yeah, that's my he's a smart man, Muto, isn't he? He's doing all this great Muto's last match, and he's like, Yeah, and then I get to do Keiji Muto's last match too. Make makes all that dollar bills. Is he making all those that he learned from Ric Flair? Yeah, <laughs> Ric Flair maybe learned from Keiji Muto. Maybe Ric Flair's like, I don't know if I'm done yet. Yeah, I'm good, bro. I didn't watch the I, I didn't watch the most recent one. I'm gonna I'm good. I don't hear Mudo saying he passed out twice in any of his matches in the last couple of years. Nope, nope. Just his his broken, damaged knees carrying him throughout. Poor guy, those knees. Yeah, the world the world television tournament's been fun. It's been a breath of fresh air all these. Like, I don't feel like any matches two matches have felt the same. They're also they've all a bit more hurried. Uh, Zach versus Finley was great, just pulling out these crazy pins and counters to pins that I hadn't seen before. Um, Finley really proved himself uh, again as like being a more, much more of a technical wrestler than I ever would have pegged him for. Um, and yeah, Yoshi Evil beat Yoshihashi in a match that happened, I presume. Um, <laughs> Sonata versus Kenta was pretty great, and yep. then Ren Narita versus Yano was it was fine. It's Yano. What do you want me to say? Yeah, it is what it is, right? Yeah, that's what you get. And then that takes us to uh, to Battle Autumn, where the final, the semifinals took place. I tell you, uh, so for Battle Autumn, I did my best to try and avoid spoilers. It just, it's not, you know. Did you, you did you succeed? No, I did not succeed. God damn it! Uh, but it did not, it did not affect my viewing pleasure. Good. Okay, that's good. Um. Man, this show, fucking this show, fuck, dude. Yeah, it was incredible. This was a great show. Um, like, I, 
every match delivered in its own special unique way like it's from from the kickoff like the junior tag match was great it was proper you know they kevin kelly and chris charlton saying on commentary back in the day you used to have the junior tag titles to just open up big shows like you know yeah. young bucks versus forever hooligans or rapongi vice and redragon and splitters, fucking, yeah. yeah like the, these incredible guys and they were just put on 15 minutes and they were just fucking 10 to 15 minutes balls to the wall and they do it at wrestle kingdom as well and it, it was just like that this was fantastic um and i'm glad francesco kira and tjp retained um i i like them as the champions uh they're, they're very uh original coming up with lots of fresh stuff and um yeah i think united empire is on such a hot streak at the moment um i i, I like the idea of them keeping the titles going into the, the junior tag league tournament no i'm with you this match was a lot of fun to start i liked i like the team of bushi and teton i wasn't sure how i was going to feel about uh teton being an lij but uh yeah. them as a team uh worked really well and the stories again uh props to whoever sets up because Kevin Kelly was remote. Kevin Kelly was here in the States for this. And mm-hmm. Chris, yep. Chris was, was ringside. I mean, dude, flawless. You know, there were some some blips, but flawless, flawless job the two of them did um, with the storytelling. Mm-hmm. With you know, Akira, Akira's doubting himself and because he got pinned and, and with against these guys in the road, too. Like, just great stuff. Great stuff. Great match. I really like... Um, TJP and Akira as a oh, Yeah, yeah, no, they're great. They're a great addition to the United Empire, both of them. Um, and then uh, three years later than it should have been, finally Aussie Open make it to a new Japan ring in Japan. So fucking happy. So long overdue. It's been a long, 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 far too long of a time coming. And I'm I'm so glad they picked up the win as well. Because you know, when they got Gideon Graham your your team, you you never really know. What a character that Gideon Gray is. Okay, I'll get into it. I enjoyed every second I got to see of Gideon Gray after this match, um, regardless of how Kevin Kelly feels about him. Kevin Kelly has it in for Gideon Gray. Um, but yeah, Aussie Open was it was so exciting to see them in a ring. And again, Kevin and Chris did a great job telling the story of their of of how the of the road road to get here and how important it is for them. Um, and of course, like, come on, man, you got. The Aussie Open, uh, Tanahashi, Yano, Finley, Alex Zane, and Aaron Hanare in the same ring. And this is just like, we're just getting started here. Like, this was yeah. a lot of fun. It was, you know, it's not fucking six stars in the Tokyo Dome, but it was great. And it's awesome to see Aussie Open in a New Japan ring. And I think that's that's my favorite part of this match. That's what I took out of it. Oh, yeah, it was absolutely. It was a match to introduce Aussie Open to the Japanese audience ahead of World Tag League. And it done exactly what it needed to do. Here's these two big boys they come in they dominated they pretty much ran the match and they got the win at the end on toriana as well it's not like they pinned another junior or anything you know alex zane was there uh the junior that's not really a junior in the slightest but um they, they pinned another heavyweight yeah it was it was excellent the um, next match was fucking perfect it was everything we wanted it, we all wanted it to happen none of us thought it would and they done it well done new japan do you uh so the next match is Hikuleo and, and Yujiro Takahashi? Uh, obviously, we talked about it last time we got together. The Carl Anderson thing is still who, kn- dude, this is crazy. Like, I think it's all a work. 
Oh, it's absolutely a work, man. And absolutely. I am lo- I am loving every second of it. Carl says he's not doing it. He's big <sighs> time. He gotta he gotta go through Doc Gallows to 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 get booked. He's double booked. He's going and taking his Saudi money. Then the New Japan president is upset. And then Hikuleo doesn't care. He wants the title from Carl. Like, what? This is great. Hikuleo is looking great. Carl Anderson and New Japan themselves, not so much. Because obviously, (laughs) everyone is hearkening back to, you know, if a champion doesn't make the defense, then they get stripped. John Moxley couldn't make it because there was a typhoon. They stripped the title off the guy. Carl Anderson's just like, nope, I'm going to Saudi Arabia. Peace out. And New Japan are like, okay, you can hold the title. We're sorry. You know, like, but Hikuleo looks like a badass. Hikuleo is winning all these multi-man tag matches. He fucking kills Yujiro Takashi in 28 fucking seconds and looks like a fucking badass doing it. It was great. No one wanted to see that match. So <laughs> the way they done it just to make Hikaleo look awesome, I, I was over the moon. It was, it was exactly what should have happened. I'm so glad they pulled the trigger on that. Yes, and now for the next two months, like Carl Anderson is going to be built up as this dirty, rotten mm-hmm. son of a bitch who took the never open weight championship to the WWE and he doesn't want to give it back. And this is going to really like. Assuming this match does happen at Wrestle Kingdom. I, I'm not confident it will. Because I don't. I can't. Obviously the Tart defense was already meant to happen. So I don't imagine Hikolo in a single match in the Tokyo Dome was the plan. So maybe you know. they At the World Tag League. Best of Super Juniors Tag uh, League final. They have on occasion big matches. So maybe it will take place there. Uh, but if it does happen. Then fucking fair play to Hikolo, man. Like I, I won't begrudge him. Or be like someone else should be in that spot. I'll be excited for him having that big Tokyo Dome moment. Yeah, no, look, I think if 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 you know Carl does his thing and he uses social media the way he's going to do it, he's going to it'll get you know it might get some new eyes on the product and Hikuleo taking the title off of him is gonna is gonna give us another. Yeah, another lot, lots of New fire. Japan fans are genuinely pissed at this because it is hypocritical from New Japan, like I said, and Carl Anson doesn't come out of this looking great, kayfabe or not. Um, so yeah, I know New Japan fans that are legitimately pissed off. So Hikaleo getting this win in the Tokyo Dome, he's gonna look like people are gonna be so fucking happy for him to get the win, more so than they would have if he had just won uh, uh, Battle Autumn. They, you know, people probably wouldn't have cared as much, but now everyone is in Hikaleo's corner whenever that match takes place. Yeah, and he, look, he's got the size. He's he's decent. Like this is a good. It's so so improved. I think I think at the end of the day, this is a huge huge plus for New Japan. Um, you know, they'll, they'll have egg on their face until, until Hikuleo walks out with the never open weight championship, but you can give yourself a new player in that, in that division. And, you know, as much as we all want to see big Tom and, uh, and Eugene Nagata beat the shit out of each other over the never open weight title, maybe you throw in, a uh, Minoru Suzuki. I think we're, I think Shibata's we need... Shibata's fucking back. Just give, give him the title and never let him lose it. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Tony Khan is too afraid to do it. Gado, Obari, <laughs> Chairman, President, New Japan, just fucking do it. Oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get there. Don't worry. We got it. We got it. Um, next match, Renderita versus Sonado. You said you really liked this. I really, really like this. Um, you kind of saw first of all, Sonata's starting to look like a character from Lord of the Rings <laughs> with uh with his beard and his hair. He looks like he's like, you know, some wizard. Uh, but you saw a side of Sonata that I don't think we get to see all that often. He was a little ornery because of Ren Narita's comments. So he kind of was like, all right, kid, I'm going to, I'm going to stick it to you. Uh, and these guys had a great, the finish was 
bonkers. I won't lie, I can't remember the finish. What was the finish? The the oh he like it was a, it was a suplex yeah but like it was fucking the snap and the quickness of it yeah uh, yeah the belly belly suplex. wow out, yeah came yeah. out of nowhere it was wow. beautifully yeah. done mm-hmm. yeah no Sonata's like as as weird as it is to say the last few years because he's been around for so long he is so different now he's genuinely really good like he was really hit and miss people were like you know he just seems lazy he doesn't you know he's very hard to get into but he's really genuinely good night now like he's improved so much but he's so late into his career like he really is such a good uh, such a good part of the roster now like he is genuinely a great wrestler Sonata. yeah he always seems like he's uh i don't know he's he's just like he's good look i love sonata i love sonata he's one of my favorites but it's so he's the guy who's always like just close enough yeah yeah just um, close enough on the other side of your hat what does it is there any tape on the front does it say you know does it say i am zach saber junior too on the it, on the on your hat it does not but god damn they do the they do the video package with, with fucking dick togo and evil and then they do the video happy halloween you have a pumpkin head dude it was golden fucking unbelievable you do the pre-match video package and it's kose fujitar in zach saber junior's gear again Zach Saber Jr. is telling him what to say. Now say dickhead. Dickhead. And then Kevin Kelly's just losing it. He's absolutely in bits. And then out comes Evil and he's dragging Kose Fushita because you won't fool me twice, Zach. And then out comes Zach. And, you know, it's, it's obviously Zach. His cap says I am Zach Saber Jr. as well. Like, how yeah, can he's you? He's got the, the jacket. He's got, yeah. Zach, he's got Zach Saber Jr. tights on. Who else would be? Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Dick, to go, Dick, Dick Togo goes up there and it's fucking. Uh, Oyewa, another young lion, and lo and behold, Zach's in the ring, and he we almost get a repeat of the uh, their last match in the G1, and they have a scramble, and uh, Evil's throwing the young lions at Zach to get revenge, and then when it looks like Dick Togo's going to interfere, and we're all going to fucking sigh again, nope, here comes the fucking young lions dressed as Zack Sabre Jr. It was incredible. Sincerely, one of my favorite matches of the year. I didn't stop smiling from that pre-match package, video package until Zack Sabre Jr. walked backstage because he's cheering on the ramp with them both under his arms. It was phenomenal. It, 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 I tweeted it out Saturday night when I watched this. It's Zack Sabre Jr. is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he's also one of the most entertaining. Dude, when he had the chair around his neck and he just... <laughs> for ages! <laughs> he wrestled for like three minutes with just a chair wrapped around his neck. Like, <laughs> and, he, and he fucking put... He put... Uh, he put to go at the table and he pushed evil into it and the table flew like such so many callbacks such it it was just a fun joy absolute joy and then zach super jr beats him and now we have this like this is what when these brackets were announced, I was like, this is the dream final here. Renneri is Zach Sabre Jr. in the Tokyo Dome and I'm so glad we're getting it. No, I'm with you absolutely a hundred percent. This is this is what uh when they announced this title, this is what I envisioned the finals being too. When they announced the field for the tournament, there were a couple of guys there. I'm like, well, these aren't young, fast guys. Mm. Uh, but I mean, man, it's like Saber Junior is not young himself, but no, you know, but, you know, he fits the mold. The second coming of Shibata in Ren Narita, the history between Zach and Shibata. You know, Zach's first match in New Japan was against Shibata, and he joined Suzuki Goon and. You know, they've wrestled for a British heavyweight title, Rev Pro's title a few times. And then the G1, they have the five-minute grappling match. And Ren Narita is Shibata's return match at Wrestle Kingdom 16 earlier this year. It's just 
the, the entwined history, even though they've not Ren Narita and Zack Sabre Jr. haven't wrestled each other since Ren's come back from excursion. It's it's gonna make for a fantastic match. Yeah, I'm super excited. Does Ren Narita have to I'm I'm content. Now we know if you're not familiar with the New Japan, when they send these guys on excursion, they come back and they're like, they're a new they're Master Wado. They're the they're showing switch, you know, switch, yeah, switch, Jay White. right and it works for everybody i i think i don't think renderita needs it i think he's got just keep the black trunks oh renderita's son yeah he's he yeah, no, back. Be, That's it. you don't need a gimmick just be oh. renderita yeah you are you are the song of strong stars get in the ring and beat people up that's your gimmick this uh this next match dude i love I lo- I did not know how they were going to pull this off when they announced this. It's the four-way with the participants from our IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match at Wrestle Kingdom. It's Wado, Desperado, Ishimori, and Takahashi in a tag match. They just kind of randomly like put them together. And I was like, how are they going to make this work? I'm so glad. They've they done exactly what I wanted them to do, you know. When when your feet dream, how is this going to go? This is exactly what you picture, and you just hope they do it right. Dude, they, this, anarchy. The execution was flawless. Oh my god! You're like over here in the states. We're so used to like the like, oh, they're enemies, but they're going to be a tag team, and they're going to be the tag champions. And how do they coexist? So like, an American wrestling fan sees this, and it's like, oh, like we're going to get like you know. They're going to team up and they're going to, even though they hate each other for the greater good, they, they took that book and they fucking threw it out the window. They ran it over. They backed the bus up over there. <laughs> this was such a fun match. Literally from the get go, like, you know, uh, Wato goes to tagging Desperado. Desperado's got his hand up. Nope. Nope. You want to tag me? Nope. And then slaps Wato around the face to tag himself in. And then when Desperado tags himself out, he chops Watto on the chest as hard as he fucking could. Ugh. And then... Yeah, on know, the other side of the ring... Uh, you've got that back and forth between them. And then when yeah. finally, when Hiro- when Ishimori lets Hiromi tag him. Finally. Yeah, after like 10 minutes of her <laughs> dog shit beat out of him. By the way, in between Hiromu getting the dog shit beat out of him, the Watto and El Desperado continue to smack the shit out of him. Yes. Just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Oh god, the the, the Hiromu tag to Ishimori, man. The tag elbow off the apron and then the running shotgun drop kick off the apron to the floor to Ishimori and then just roll him into the ring. Oh god. And then and then from there it just got worse and worse in the best possible way. And the, nobody cared who was tagging with who. Everyone was attacking each other. It really didn't matter. Everyone just beat the shit out of each other. And I loved the finish. Like, mm-hmm. just in that last minute, all of a sudden, it looks like Hiromu and Ishimori oh, are on the yeah. same page. That point each other, like, yeah. Fucking blasted him. <laughs> and fucking Master Wado got the pin. What? What? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Ha- since the Ishimori match and things like that, you cannot tell me that Wato ha- ha- isn't so much better than you were giving him credit for uh, when we first I... started this 10 episodes ago. Yes, I agree. He's He is great dude is he walking out of wrestle kingdom as the iwgp junior heavyweight champion i don't think so but i wouldn't be surprised if he did i i mean i'm i'm not a i hate to this goes against everything i believe in but i'm not against it no he's like he's bulked up as well he looks better like he physique wise looks so much better 
He's so much better in the ring as well. Um, he takes chops like a fucking champion because he gets lit the fuck up and he is a pale, pale young boy. Um, and he just goes red raw, but like it looks fantastic. Yeah. No, this match was this match was was this was so fun. It was such a fun match. If you're if you're looking for like a fun wrestling match, just know the backstory that these four guys are going to wrestle at the biggest show of the year for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, and they got stuck in this. We got to tag with each other, even though that's, we don't like each other. That's and all just you need to know. Just mm-hmm. watch, it's so much. It's seventeen minutes of complete and utter chaos. One thing I possible. One thing I keep highlighting about it is like New Japan done this like so long ago. It was the new Three Musketeers. It's on, it's free on YouTube as well. New Three Musketeers, Shibata, Nakamura, and Tanahashi. I think it might be the only time they actually teamed up as a trio. They're taking on Nakanishi, Nagata, and Tenzan. Yeah? It's the same vibe. Everyone hates each other. <laughs> Every, like, so, you know, like Tanahashi and Nagata are in the ring fighting, and Nakanishi just walks in and backdrops Nagata, who's his own tag partner, and fucks back off to the apron. Uh, Tanahashi's in the ring working on whoever he's working on. Uh, Nakamura's put his hands out for a, for a tag. Shibata jumps up on the ring apron, boots Nakamura off, his own tag team partner. Shibata, uh, Tanahashi drags his opponent to the corner to tag Nakamura, who's no longer there. And suddenly he gets slapped upside the face around the corner by Shibata, who knocks Tanahashi loopy. They're breaking off each other's t- pin attempts. Like Shibata's trying to pin Nagato, and Nakamura comes in and breaks up the pin attempt on his own tag team partner. It's fucking bonkers. It's this, but like a lot more vicious because it's yeah. a lot more old school and it's baby Shibata and it's a uh, fucking, you know veteran nagata and stuff like that is tremendous yeah it's it's it was so much fun it was i was very worried about how this was going to come off and boy i could not have been more wrong this this show like up in the the total show but the the show just kept on getting better and better like every match was so different and then you got into like the only match on the card that didn't i suppose have much going for it it was just a preview for the wrestle kingdom match uh, but you had the interest of who's going to take the pin for because these are there's no pinning here. You've got Kazuchika Okada and Tamatonga versus Kenta and JY. Yeah, uh, it, it it served its purpose. Um, you know, Jay and uh, Okada are on a freight. They're, they're on a collision course. Jay is very quick to point out that Okada is one and four against him lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's I liked man i've i've been singing from the top of the trees for the last five episodes i love the tamatanga single run i'm happy he got the spotlight here i'm happy he got uh, the pin over kenta um we are big bit we're big tamatanga fans at the break club that's for sure yeah yeah absolutely um so this was this was it was what it was and it's not a bad thing it's not in a bad way it's okay no, it's fine yeah it was it was, a, it was a preview tag match but then can you believe it ftr were actually in japan man they actually they were in osaka in person they were there dude awesome awesome i do you know what i feel like it was a match of two halves like the first match really felt weird to me like they just weren't gelling it's something just didn't sit right and then i don't know halfway through it all clicked it all came together and it was amazing I think that's it's kind of like a like the a, their formula. Yeah, maybe. I I don't know, but once it once it did get going, it was great and I do like as well. I don't think I I could have seen it going either way. I thought, you know, considering World Tag League's come up and we didn't think FTR would be part of World Tag League, that maybe they get the titles onto the United Empire, but 
you know, FTR are evidently going to be in the Tokyo Dome now, which is really cool to have the AOW representation. And they'll no doubt drop the titles there. They were confronted after this match uh, when they beat United Empire by Aussie Open. Aussie Open saying we're going to be in World Tag League. They had a bit of back and forth, um, splashed beer in each other's faces. Uh, Carl Fletcher in his suit looking like he's going to prom, bless him. Uh, but um, yeah, it, FTR, FTR Aussie Open 2 in the Tokyo Dome. Fucking let's go. I'm here for it. And you can't sell Great O'Connor and Jeff Cobb short. They were no. they were the perfect opponents for FTR. This was such a great tag team match. And it's so great to see um, great tag team wrestling in New Japan again. You know, there was there was a there was a string where it was some of it was rough. Dangerous Techers kind of brought it back. I was a big, big tight Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, fan. They were really the saving grace for yeah. like a couple during of the, years. Yeah, during um, the pandemic, what, especially. Yeah, they, they really like they didn't even help the tag team division survive. They made it improve, and then they had backup from like Bishamon and Goto and Yoshihashi as well. They were great opponents, and then yeah. United Empires, Jeff Cobb and Great Okan. Um, and then yeah, uh, you know, yeah, there's be people are disappointed FTR because the tag titles have kind of disappeared under them. I, I think it might have been cool to get a defense or two on AEW, you know, on Rampage or on Dynamite or something. That would have been cool to just have them showcase more. But I'm a fan of FTR having the titles for an, for another couple of months. Let's get them into the Tokyo Dome. You know, uh, they, they, they've cemented their, their places, the, the tag team of the year. I don't think that's in doubt. Um, but yeah, the, the, it was it was a very it was a very good match. And it was just really cool to finally see FTR in Japan after winning the titles. It feels like forever ago. No, I agree. And uh, they may they may enjoy tag team of the year for 2022 because I think 2023 belongs to Aussie Open. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they win World Tag League, kick it off in the Tokyo Dome, win the tag titles and they get a good run with those titles, it, it's a, it's as good as done. Get them on AEW once or twice as well. Let them, you know, they're appearing on Impact as well. Still let them just fucking do a world tour with them tag titles, man. Let them defend it everywhere um, and yeah, just showcase that they are one of the best tag teams in the world. They're easily out there of FTR and the Young Bucks. Yeah, no, absolutely. No doubt about that. Uh, Gideon Gray. I know nobody likes the poor guy. I and loved I loved that he announced every Empire match. I loved it. I love that he is in the ring for every entrance. Um, we talked about it last time we got together, episode nine. Um, and I'm kind of jumping ahead. You know, end of the match. What do we get? Uh, I think... I think a, a Bushi was our pipe dream, uh, but I don't think anyone is disappointed. And, and we can jump back in the match, but I don't think I don't think there's a New Japan fan out there who is upset to see uh, Mister Mister Shuda come out uh, at the end there. No, no, uh, I didn't expect it was him. I must say, I was kind of thinking maybe someone from AEW was going to come out. Um, I wasn't thinking of Kenny Omega or anything like that because I thought it was going to be setting up Tokyo Dome. Um, and I must say, I was on the edge of my seat. My heart was racing, waiting for someone to come out because they're teasing it. They're teasing it. The confetti falls and Will's going out of the ring. And I was like, no, <laughs> it, you, you can't do this. Like, you know how fast my heart is racing, waiting for this? And then the lights go out. Uh, roughneck? Who the fuck is Roughneck? What kind of name is Roughneck? That's, uh... it's, a, it's a choice. Um, and then... <laughs> Shota Umino makes his, his grand return, his official return. You know, he's popped up on Strong. He was at Royal Quest and lost to Will Ospreay. Um, and now he's officially back, another young lion back. But we're s- egregiously skipping over 
potentially, maybe, very possibly the match of the year in Tetsuya Naito versus Will Ospreay. I said when the G, during the, their G1 match, I said I thought it was good, but I think they're holding something back. And I I was fucking right. I'm taking brownie points on that because this was a million times better than the G1 match. It was unbelievable. This was this, from go, man. These guys put the, the pedal to the metal and they did not stop. I loved Naito working Osprey's neck. So like viciously. Like I can't remember the last time Naito was so clinical about focusing. He does it all. Obviously every match is to start for Destino. He does all like the forearm elbows to the neck, but just every fucking move was to the neck. All these variants to the neck breakers and stuff from like, you know, the ring apron to the floor. It, it wasn't, it was so clinical. There's such a story there with him. Uh, and these guys, I mean, Man, I I don't know I don't know who's out there that that honestly I, I get it if you're not into the strong style or you don't like the dudes that do the flips, but man, if you cannot sit down and watch a Will Ospreay match and recognize his the athleticism and how fucking good dude he he like there's there's nobody in wrestling calls themselves the goat like he de- he deserves it, man. Billy Goat is no joke. He's so fucking good. And him as the US champion, I think, instantly raises the stock of that title. He's so he's really making it his mission to raise the stock, to give it meaning because it's bounced about like a hot potato this year. You know, Tanahashi won it in the Tokyo. Kenta won it about this time last year, lost it back to Tanahashi in the Tokyo Dome. So Sanada beats Tanahashi. Sanada relinquishes the title. Uh fucking uh juice robinson comes back i don't know uh you have juice robinson wins the title then he has to relinquish it then you got a four-way and then like it's a fucking clusterfuck um there's been a bunch of v0 defenses there's been a bunch of relinquishes it falls into will Ospreay's lap he defends it against orange cassidy forbidden door in probably the match of the night he defends it against david finley in an absolute brilliant match he defends it against tetsu naito in probably the match of the year i'm pretty sure he's going to defend it against shota umino that's four defenses, and he goes into the Tokyo Dome as champion. Let him continue to run. Let him just have a tremendous run where he puts on all these work-rate classic matches and he cements the US title as something of value. He, it's, Kenny, uh, Kenny, Kevin Kelly said some, something, some ridiculous like uh, statistic that he's wrestled like, uh, like, like 40-something times in New Japan sing, alone sing, Single matches, yeah. Like, something absurd. He's wrestled so many single matches this year. He has really made it his mission to just wrestle everywhere and anywhere and just show how good he is this year. But, like, there was so much stuff in this match that I hadn't seen before. Like, he's got Tetsuya Naito in the electric chair position. He's climbing the top rope to kind of do a move that he used to do as a junior. And then Naito spins up there to do the top rope Frankensteiner. And I shit my pants when Naito done that spin. I was terrified, audibly like gasped. And then the fucking, uh, when Naito goes to the Destino the, uh, into the Liger bomb. Oh, what the fuck? How was what that? What about possible? the, uh, the top rope poison Rana and fucking oh, lands on his feet? It, yeah. And then, do you know what? I, they done, I, I don't think I've ever seen before because usually when Naito does the running Destino, the other wrestler is stood still. They're, they're the base, you know, they spin Naito around and everything. They'd done it where they ran at each other and it happened so quick and it looked so deadly. And I don't think I'd ever seen it where they run at each other and Naito right. gets Destino. The other person's always still. It was in the, one of the best Destinos I've seen here. And as well, like, I thought so many times, you know, 
Will Ospreay hit the Hidden Blade to the front and the back, and Naito kicked out. Des- Naito hit two, uh, a running Destino and a counter Destino. I thought the counter Destino, that was it. There were so many tremendous near falls. Like, I think this might be my match of the year. Yeah, this was this the, the elbows to the neck. Like, what the fuck, guys? What are we doing? Like, this was fantastic. I pulled up uh, Osprey's cage match. Mm-hmm. 54 matches in New Japan, six in AEW, six in Rev Pro, three in Warrior, one in Game Changer, one in West Coast Wrestling, uh, and a couple one offs. But man, that's like uh, 70 matches. Let's not forget the dude had a kidney infection at some point this year. Yeah. He almost like, died. He almost died. He's had to change his diet. Um, I, I'm not sure. I don't think he can drink alcohol anymore. I can't exactly remember, but he's had to change his diet. He literally almost died. He was in a hospital. Um, and he's still wrestler, he's wrestler of the year for me. Easily. There, there's everyone else is fighting for second place. Yeah, what did he miss? Like it's crazy. Four weeks? Yeah, like at least. With and, and like he should have been out for so much longer. You shouldn't come back from a kidney infection that quickly. Especially how severe it was. It's unbelievable, dude. He is. He is. Now, my concern is that it's going to be Osprey and Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom. I don't. I don't think so. The, 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 I think there's a lot of talk among fans in that they think Mo- uh, Osprey's opponent will be an AEW opponent. Like everyone is fantasy booking this. And I, I, I am kind of like, who else is there kind of for him to face at Wrestle Kingdom? But at the end of the day, anyone can walk out. You know, it's New Japan. You just got, you just music plays, you walk out, you're the next challenger. Right. Um, but yeah, like, you know, Sonata and Naito are in World Tag League, so it's likely not going to be either of them. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I do think, I do like the idea of it being someone for AW. I don't think John Moxley. I hope. Um, I, I, I mean, like the story's there. If Osprey beats Shooter at at uh, Historic X, pe- people will love it. You're right. People will love John Moxley versus Will Osprey. I personally, I don't want that match. There's a lot more Will Osprey matches I would put ahead of seeing Osprey versus Moxley, especially if Moxley wins. If Osprey wins, I can live with it, but I don't want Moxley to be coming to the Tokyo Dome and beating Osprey for this title. I don't. There's very few people I want beating Osprey for this title, quite frankly. Like, would it be? Is it a callback because Moxley beat Osprey at Windy City Riot? And yeah, and exactly. Osprey... And had his arm under the rope or something, yeah. or his foot. You know, they're, they're, like you say, there's a lot of history there. Um, maybe you know, they, the Forbidden Door had Shibata came out and confronted Osprey. Let's go for that at Wrestle Kingdom. That's one person I'll let Osprey beat for the title. <laughs> maybe the only person I'd be okay with beating Osprey for the title. Aha! Uh-huh. Interesting. Should we talk? Should, should we talk about Shibata before we get into previewing historic crossover World Tag League Super Junior Tag League? Because I, when did it happen? So last Wednesday, you're watching Dynamite. I'm sound asleep because it's three a.m. in the UK. <laughs> I wake up for work at like six thirty a.m. I check my phone. I've got a DM from Matt. I know you're asleep, dude, but what the fuck? And I'm like, okay, something's happened on Dynamite. Let's try to find it with that seeing reading spoilers i get to the video it's always already halfway through shibata's entrance music i'm like what the fuck is going on i speechless my fate i was very conflicted but now i'm just over the moon and happy the match was great mike tyson was on fucking commentary um putting shibata over no less so uh i do i part of many podcasts uh and i 
uh, and part of the Mark Order podcast, although I'm never on it because I'm always working and sleeping. Uh, but they are strictly an AEW Dynamite, an AEW podcast. They cover Dynamite and Rampage. So uh, I tend to tell them, don't bother me with spoilers. But Wednesday night, uh, the phone just kept going off as I'm driving the truck back. And my buddy Anthony is like, now I'm definitely going to Rampage. And Rampage is in Atlantic City, which is about two and a half hours from where I am. So I get home. I watch Dynamite. Holy shit. Amazing. So now I'm like, of course, I can't go because I have to work. I have some fucking big food truck thing in Brooklyn for some Amazon show. Get in the truck, load it up, take my boys, drive to Brooklyn. We get there. The lady's like, oh, we had to cancel. I'm like, did you you fucking tell somebody? She's like, we send an email. I come up, call my boss. My boss is fucking furious. So I don't have to work and I get to drive back. But Brooklyn to Jersey at five o'clock is a fucking nightmare. If if you had known this was cancelled, you would have made the trip. I would have gone. I can't believe that, man. I'm so, so sorry for you. But the silver lining is I did get to watch the match. At the very least, yes. Um, that's the one of the things I was disappointed about this. Because to me, a Katsuyori Shibata match is the most special thing New Japan can do right now. You know, you've got the story there. The crowd loses their shit whenever he makes an appearance. You had the match with Ren Narita that was kind of a match. wasn't really a full match. Uh, Shibata got on the mic, said, but let's just have a wrestling match. Um, so just have it. I, I don't care the opponent, Orange Cassidy, fine with that because the match was tremendous. To just have it with, what, probably not even 48 hours notice. I saw so many people on Twitter that were like, if I had known this was happening, I would have traveled. Right. Like yourself, you probably would have booked a day off. You would have done something if you had more than fucking 48 hours notice. 100%. That is the only criminal thing about this, that they gave Catch Your Spires second professional wrestling match, his first real fully announced prior pro wrestling match since he died almost five years ago they gave 48 hours notice man yeah it's uh it's a it's a catch 22 right it's fantastic it's fantastic shibata got to have a a wrestling wrestling match he got in a in a wrestling ring and he had a full match there was no he said he, he he tried his best to fry him on himself on his fucking head as often as he could yeah there was no it wasn't an exhibition there were no weird parameters it was a full like obvious trying to protect himself or Orange Cassidy doing stuff lightly. It was a wrestling match. To your point, how does this, how does New Japan Green, how are they like What's yeah, the go, upside? Go do it on a, and look, I, I, I love AEW. It's my favorite American product to watch. How do you like have it on like a throwaway rampage? Yeah, I know. I mean, I've seen people say, you know, that there are, there's arguments, you know, Rampage doesn't get enough. There's not enough reason to watch it. Here's a fucking reason. Katsuyori Shibata. So you can't argue, you know, there's lots of pros. There's lots of cons. At the end of the day, Shibata is my all-time favorite wrestler. No one else comes close. He wrestled a full fucking match. And not only that, it was a great match. It was great. He looked awesome. He, the, the, he was throwing his kicks. He was throwing his chops. He looked like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. And so, according to the reports... Like he wanted this. He wanted he wants he Cassidy. Hand picked Orange Cassidy and Brian Danielson. Like fucking go on Shibata. Like he obviously likes Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And look, 
it it was great you know i just still it's like i don't know how you don't have his first full match in a new japan ring like the, you do the you couple this with the carl anderson thing like it's just like i i'm, I'm set myself up to be disappointed here i i want shibata versus osprey at wrestle kingdom now they, they've got a little they've got you know, Osprey was a Shibata fan when he first joined New Japan. They had a match for the British heavyweight title in a New Japan ring. Uh, Osprey was still a junior. Um, you know, for a long time, Osprey was doing the, the corner drop kick, Shibata's corner drop kick that he stole from Kenta, of course. Um, but yeah, and now, you know, they had that moment at Forbidden Door where uh, Shibata came out to help Orange Cassidy, stuck Osprey in the sleeper hold, and the Aussie Open boys saved uh, Osprey and whatnot. But yeah, Jesus Christ, if that, uh, do you know what? I, I don't want to go to this Wrestle Kingdom because crowds aren't allowed to make noise. Plus, right. I've just booked the date for a, a fucking wedding. So, you know, even more reason I don't have money. But if Shibata versus Osprey happens, I might have to like try smuggle myself out to Japan just for a day. All right. I like that. Look, I would love... Look, maybe this was like the litmus test, right? Maybe this is like, let him go wrestle Osprey, uh, Orange Cassidy. Um... And let's see how he feels afterwards, you know? I, I hope so. It, it That's the thing I took away from it most. It looks so promising for his future. There's, It seems like he's he can just go. like, Just get right. him back in the ring. I'm not saying let's do, get him on every tour, but he can be a, a, a like a spectacle, a special attraction. Right, you know? of course. The big, the big shows, get him in, let him wrestle a handful of times a year. Please, Jesus Christ, dear God. Yeah, look... Put him on the Gideon Gray thing. Let put him in eight mans. Let him get in there, take a bump, and then he can powder, and he's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please, please, please. Um, he had. Uh, uh, I, I keep, Shibata... I keep, I keep tweeting Rev Pro, and I'm like, I will chip in money for you to pay for Shibata to come over if you book him on a card. Like he's a former Rev Pro champion twice, maybe at least once. He used to be over here all the time. I got to see him so often. Like I'm so happy about that. But, you know, even if he just comes over for a signing or something, I'll, I'll chip in. Like, Andy Q, I, if Rev Pro Booker Promoter, if you're listening to Bread Club, respond to me. I'll chip in some, I'll chip in a few hundred quid to get Shibata over to the UK again. And you know what, Kieran, because I'm a good guy, I'll match whatever Kieran puts up so he can get Shibata in the UK. I, I need to clip, I'll, I'll clip this and I'll send this to Andy. That's what I do for you, Kieran. Even though you're best friends with Jay White and Will Osprey. <laughs> And I got fucking crowbar and the SAT, which aren't bad, but they're not, you know. Crowbar's fucking wrestled everywhere now. This is like that New Japan was like the last one on his checkbox, it seems. Plus, I mean, he's not Jay White. Come on, dude. Or oh, Will You're fucking, you're fucking he's having tea. Cro- he's you're crowbar. Having, you're having tea with fucking Will Osprey. I'm eating subs with crowbar. Come on. <laughs> he's a, the nicest dude in the world. I love him to death. But Osprey, come on. Okay, okay, okay. My bad. It's weird um because um, Shibata talked to Tokyo Sports apparently, and uh, and he said like I always wanted a chance. I thought if I waited in Japan, I would never get a chance. Really, I've not seen this. Yeah, um, this is news to me. I uh, did check Tokyo Sports like shortly after the AW match to see if um he had any comments, and evidently he has since, and I've just not seen it. Yeah, this came up four hours ago, uh, and this is on the Observer, but it came from. Uh, to his Tokyo sports uh, interview. He said, it's frustrating, really. The result is the same, and I have a lot of things to reflect on in the terms of movement. I felt that I was back on the battlefield and that the ring is a spe- that the ring is special. Sometimes things go well. Sometimes things don't go well. I really felt alive. I always wanted a chance. I thought if I waited in Japan, I would have never gotten a chance. I don't want to miss out on uh, 
on the opportunity I have now. I want to give it my all. Uh, and then he says that he was motivated by Anoki's funeral, that Mr. Anoki gave him so much um, and that he wouldn't have been born without it. And he wants to he wants to realize that he must not extinguish the fire of his spite, fighting spirit. I mean, I imagine a Shabbat is definitely only ever going to speak in kayfabe. Um, right. And Tokyo sports is very fucking kayfabe. Uh, notoriously so. But also, I wonder if it was a case of it's like a case about you can wait until Wrestle Kingdom to wrestle with us. But also, if you want to go, you know, wrestle now, AEW will love to have you. You know, you want to mm-hmm. wrestle Orange Cassidy, go for it. And, you know, because he's obviously New Japan still through and through. He, there's, there's no way he's yeah. leaving. Like, I don't, you know. But yeah, it, it, it sounds like to me, maybe it was a matter you can wait or go have fun and play now. But I was like, I'm off to the candy store. Let's go beat up Orange Cassidy. Yeah, why not? And let's give fucking Mike Tyson a live microphone on live TV. Who knew Mike Tyson was a Shibata fan? Dude, it was <laughs> it was really cool. Like him being on there. He was better for providing better fucking commentary than Jim Ross was. Yes, dude. It's like I know people want to, you know, it's so much fun to shit on on any celebrity that is involved in professional wrestling. But man, he was he was great on commentary. He was a fan. He you know? he, he he truly did come across like that. He was great. He was just he was so into what was happening. He was genuinely watching it. Like he was doing play by play at moments and stuff. Like he clearly giving it his full attention and trying his hardest. And it was really, it was really cool to see. I enjoyed the shit out of it. Are we going to the historic crossover, Matt? Are we ever now? Look, I, I get like weird anxiety about things. I'm a fucking weird. Like we have the sweet book for full gear and we like, we picked out the menu and the drinks and everything, but I don't have the tickets yet. And every day I'm like, dude, where are the tickets like how am i getting these tickets to these people like how am I, how are we gonna order this how am i gonna give these wonderful people because there's no information yet yeah i read tickets aren't on south of full gear no no to get the historic x show how am i gonna oh speak? sorry yeah 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 I, I it'll be on new japan world and you just have to pay for it um which is mm-hmm. uh, kind of annoying but i i get it but yeah no it is it's bizarre there was so much excitement of it coming out of battle autumn it was the talking point they announced the card all these exciting matches, and it was, oh, but you can't buy it. This shit is stacked to the nines, dude. The the kickoff is perhaps one of the matches I'm most excited for. Me and you are big fans of the LA Dojo Boys. You know, you've had Clark and Alex on the Wizards podcast. Um, you know, I'm friends with Alex and Gabriel Kidd. Uh, I'm most excited, though, to see Kevin Knight finally yes. in Japan. Like, fucking... When these four boys were announced as teaming, when they were announced for this card, and you know, World Tag League and Super Junior Tag League kicks off the next day, so you're kind of like, okay, these guys are probably going to be on that tour as well. Over the fucking moon that those four boys are going to be in Japan teaming together as well because they're all mega stars. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm uh, I'm excited for everything. Just as you had, I had sent you the uh, Orange uh, Shibata thing. You had sent me something this morning. Uh, and it was like we're gonna have a lot to talk about tonight. And yeah. I instantly knew. I instantly knew that they had announced World Tag League and the Super Juniors. Yeah. Uh, so super exciting. And they announced this card the other day, and it's man, it's it's there's a lot there's a lot of people on this card that I'm not familiar with, and I think that is the most exciting part for me. Yeah. So the the first kickoff match, pre-show match. You've got uh, Yuto Nakajima, Ryohei Oyawa, Kosei Fushita from the No Gate Dojo teaming up with. You know, 
I haven't seen him wrestle yet. I've not heard commentary introduce him yet. I don't know how to say his name. Oscar Lube Loeb. Uh, he's from the Farley Dojo. Um, he's from Germany. So that's a new young lion making his debut. And they're taking on the LA Dojo team of Kevin Knight, Gabriel Kidd, Alex Coglin, and Clark Connors. Uh, certified fucking perfect way to kick off any show. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited. I like I like the unknown. I like uh, I, I like this. I'd like to find out about Oscar. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's worth mentioning as well, Kid had a match with uh, Tanahashi that debut, uh, aired on New Japan Strong the past weekend. Um, it wasn't... Just... I'm a huge, huge Gabriel Kid fan. He's a super kind guy. I hung out with him a bunch. and uh, But it wasn't the most amazing match. It, it, it was pretty good. Uh, I think it, it should have had some more time to really kick into that other gear. Um, it kind of ended with a high-fly flow that I thought was going to be a knees up and let's carry on for a few more minutes type deal. Um, but yeah, no, it puts Kid in good stead. He had a very uh, heartfelt promo after as well, saying Tanahashi never gave up on him when he was giving up on himself, and Tanahashi really helped him out um, because Gabriel Kid was stuck in Japan during the pandemic, and it really had an impact on his mental health. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. Gabriel Kid is seemingly back in full force, back for a Japanese, Japanese tour, team of Alex Coglin and World Tag League. Um, very fucking excited. Yeah, absolutely. Gabe Kid too. Um, when the time comes for him to tell his story, it's very very inspirational it's very powerful you know it's very hopefully he he can um he can follow in michael bennett's footsteps in, in terms of using social media as a platform for him to tell his story and be there for others because if you're not you know familiar with mike bennett's story it's 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 very much the same except he turned to to drugs and alcohol you know mm-hmm. and now he's he uses the social media platform to really, really help and inspire people. And and I think Gabe Kidd can do the same thing. He's got a super powerful story. So it's great to see him back in the ring. I'm super excited for this. Not as excited as I am for the Rando. Rambo. Rambo. The Rambo of the ladies of stardom. It's Rambo's illegitimate brother slash sister. I mean, um, are we going to see tails? Are we going to see ears? What are we going to see? <laughs> Give me the I mean, down. It's 15 wrestlers. We won't know the entrance until... It's like what we used to get at the top of Wrestle Kingdom. It's a battle royale, 15 wrestlers, uh, Royal Rumble style. We're not going to know who's entering until the match begins. But it's a it's a way to get lots of the stardom talent on the card uh, who otherwise wouldn't be. And it's going to be a great introduction to lots of the talent for people that haven't seen stardom before. What does the winner get? Uh, I don't think they get anything. No, they it's didn't just, announce it yet. I just no. didn't know who you're DMing or what's, you know. No, they don't. If they, I think nothing has been announced as if they win anything Um, at the moment. It sounds like it's just a match for the sake of a match. You high five and a soda pop? <laughs> Maybe. You get you get to take uh, your picture taken with Tanahashi. Hey, that's not bad. Um, But then the match, the, the card kicks off in full force with the first uh, match of the, the main card. Uh, Leo Rush and Yo teaming with Yoshihashi and Tomohiro Ishii to take on House of Torture, Show, Dick Togo, Evil, and Yujiro Takahashi. Uh, Leo Rush's Japanese debut um, teaming up with Yo, and people have dubbed it Lee Yo, like L I Y O U H. Oh. Like, you know, it's quite smart. It's a good one. Um, yeah, no, I like the, the tag team name of Leo. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a fine way to open up the card. It's House of Torture. Um, but, you know, hopefully Leo Rush gets to strut his stuff and impress uh, in his debut. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know how I feel about House of Torture. Mm-hmm. But uh, this will be fun. Yeah. Uh, kind of a nothing match uh, other than uh, Leo Rush. And then the second match got Queen's Quest, Lady C, Azumi, and Sai Kamitani versus Donna Del Mondo, May Sakurai, 
Himika and Fekla, uh, Tekla, it might even be. Um, Fekla is the one, or Tekla is going to be the one that people are going to, who, who haven't watched Stardom, are going to be impressed by here. Uh, she's super cool. She's got uh, just like oozes coolness and charisma. And she does a crab walk, um, kind of like Bray Wyatt, I suppose, except it's a million times better, a million times creepier, a million times quicker. Um, and if we're lucky, we get a side Hamitani Phoenix Splash as well. Um, unfortunately, she's the one that injured, that we were talking about earlier, uh, Mina Shirakawa, uh, when the Phoenix Splash went awry. Um, but she does hit a beautiful Phoenix Splash. All right. I'm, I'm in. Let's check it out. Check it out, ladies. Let's do it. And the real fun begins. Fucking noted stardom aficionado, massive stardom fan, Tom Lawler, uh, teaming up with Shuri, uh, who's the... Um, world world of stardom champion i always get mixed up yeah world of stardom champion uh which is the top title in stardom uh it's their iwgb heavyweight title uh they're teaming up and uh she's got a legitimate mma background much like tom lawler so it's a great fucking pairing and tom lawler is a huge shuri fan uh right. taking on the team of julia and zack saber jr um you know so you've got a quite a technical match here and um julia won the five-star grand prix uh stardom's version of the g1 climax uh, so at the final event of uh, Stardom for 2022, Julia will be challenging Shuri for the title, uh, assuming Shuri still has it if she makes it to the end of the year with the title. All right. I dig it. I dig it. This will be a mixed tag rules too. It will be man versus man, woman versus woman, right? Yeah. So all the matches do specifically say that. Um, hopefully we get some interaction. You know, hopefully we get to see Shuri kick Zack Sabre Jr.'s head off when he's being all cheeky and, you know, his usual uh, dickhead self. Um, really? You want that to happen? How rude. I I love Zack Sabre Jr. He's my boy. I was in the Isle of Sheppey the other week. I was in Zack Sabre Jr.'s home. There was no statues up for him. There was no plaque saying this is the home of Zack Sabre Jr. I was very disappointed. Um, but but no, you were I, like his actual home? No, his actual home. Just where he his, okay. his boy, his boy. I don't know with you, Kiri. <laughs> I, I was not having like dinner with his parents or anything like that. No. As I like to say, you have a lot of spoons in the porridge. So I don't know what you're up to over there. But, but no, I I hope, you know, I understand it's men versus men, women versus women. If a man tags the woman in, then the other man's got to tag his tag team partner in. Uh, but yeah, you we're watching this show for the interactions between Stardom and New Japan. So we, we, we I want some engagement, well, some, yeah. something. Yeah. I think we get a little, I think, I think maybe, you know, you just doki, a little doki choki in the next match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tam Nakano and Natsupoya teaming up with Taichi and Yoshinobu Kanemaru to take on Starlight Kid and Momo Watanabe for, and uh, El Desperado and Doki. You've got uh, Suzuki-Goon versus Suzuki-Goon here. Um, Taichi has a history with Tam Nakano. They're on each other's streams and stuff like that. Uh, Starlight Kid and Momo Watanabe are part of Oedo Tai, who's the heel faction of um, Stardom, uh, you know, the Bullet Club slash House of Torture type thing. Uh, so there's certainly going to be a lot of shenanigans on the Starlight Kid, Momo, Desperado, and Doki side. Um, but yeah, Suzuki-gun versus Suzuki-gun matches are always fun. They always uh, wind each other up and uh, provide great antics. I am, first of all, props to you for knowing this is literally like it's hitting everything. <laughs> I have NJPW1972 up. I'm following along. I have it in my notes, the card. But, uh, dude, I don't know fuck all about any of this shit. And I'm going to do my due diligence to try and brush up. So when we come back in a couple weeks and we talk about the show. It's going to be really interesting as well because Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton are on commentary for this. They've said they've got a special commentator with them. Uh, 
when Kevin Kelly was on the Bread Club uh, on mm-hmm. an episode, he did say he wanted a female voice to be doing commentary with him. Um, so, you know, I wonder if it were the third person joining them will be a woman's voice on the commentary table. But yeah, they're gonna, they, we, we've, you've already bigged them up so much already in, in terms of how good they are at storytelling and stuff. Um, they're gonna do such a great job of letting people who don't know know who these stardom guys are they're, they're aware that lots of new japan fans are going to be watching this and don't know who starlight kid is um and they're going to do a great job of making sure you know by the end of the match i hope so she's got a fun mask on she looks like a little fox oh she's absolutely one of the most one of the most popular wrestlers in stardom um she ranked very highly on the pwi uh women's list as well um and then in the next match you've got utami hayashishita and hiroshi tanahashi versus maika and hiroki goto um, this uh, this hayashishita lady Mm-hmm. Just as shitty hair as Tanahashi. Oh, in this damn. picture, in this picture, I'm looking at. She looks, she looks like she's in some emo fucking punk band. Well, she and uh, Shuri, one of their matches last year, was one of the ones that got like a lot of attention from uh, the Western fans. I think it got a big rating from Meltzer. It maybe broke the went above five stars. I'm not oh. sure. I can't remember exactly, but it, it, it got a lot of love. It got lots of eyes on Stardom. It was the first match for many people that they saw of Stardom, and uh, she is going to be challenging uh, Shuri for the title. She may have really challenged at this point, actually. I'm not entirely sure, uh, because I know Stardom have a show the day before this one, Oh, uh, and there's titles on the line. Like Kyrie is challenging uh, Saya Kamatani for the Wonder of Stardom title. So uh, it's a it's a crazy couple of days if you're a New Japan and Stardom fan because you've got Stardom the night before, then you've got this historic crossover, and then you've got like seven or eight New Japan World Tag League Super Junior Tag League shows in like eight or nine days. There's like it's it's a crazy schedule coming up. Once this once this show happens, it is fucking full pelt for New Japan. I love it. I love it. I'm excited. You can you can do the next match if you want. I think you'll be okay with this one. Oh, I know all these guys. Uh, L- <laughs> Lij, Bushi, Hiromu Takahashi, Sonato, Shingo Takagi, and Taitsu Naito uh, taking on the United Empire. Mark uh, Davis, Kyle Fletcher, Aussie Open, TJP, Francisco Akira. Uh, uh, what are they? Catch 22. Uh, and your favorite of mine, Gideon Gray. This guy just fucking finagles his way onto these monumental shows <laughs> and into these huge matches. It's incredible. After watching him, like I think he must have been on the first Rev Pro show I ever went to in like 2014, 2015. Seeing this guy in the UK for seven years play this character, now just being beloved in Japan. You know, the audiences think he's kawaii, he's cute. Um, he's doing these amazing introductions. He's super over on Twitter. Um, seeing Gideon Gray in Japan is amazing. But this is actually a really fucking cool match. Like it's full on Lij versus United Empire. With Carl Fletcher and Mark Davis in the mix, like this is a really great match preview for uh, for World Tag League. Hell yeah, hell yeah, I'm excited for that. And then the Great Muta's last ever New Japan match, teaming with Toriyano and Kazuchika Okada to take on Great Okan, Aaron Hanari, and Jeff Cobb. Man, how do you get picked for that, huh? That's a <laughs> that's a fucking honor. Yep, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, you know, that Great Muta and Great Okan they teamed up before in in Noah. Uh, or maybe it was Muto. I'm not sure. Okan teamed up with either Muto or Muta. And then, of course, Muta came out, helped Jano beat Great Okan in the TV tournament. And here we are, new, uh, Muta t- returning to a New Japan ring for one final time. You Now, you keep saying it, and I, kn- I know why you're saying it. But for those out there, not, 
Great Muta is different from KGO Muta. Muto, excuse me. So Kieran is not. If you're not, there might be people. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm not just at, pronouncing it differently for fun. When I was at Rampage and he, uh, when I was at the Grand Slam and he came out to save Sting, the people in front of me had no fucking clue who Great Muta. Like, it blows my mind that there's people out there who are not like students of the. I don't want to say. I just. I don't know, man. Like. My upbringing, like I was, there was tape trading and wrestling magazines. Mm. That's how you found out about these guys, like in the infancy of the internet. And when the internet came along, and you could just like even look somebody up, yeah. it's fucking crazy. Sort of to, like, I don't know, man, the tribalism and like I only watch WWE or I only watch AEW. Like I don't understand it. Hell, I can't. Fucking Logan Paul looks fucking incredible at Crown Jewel, man. Like just watch good wrestling. Fuck it. Yeah, I just I can't wrap my head around it. So this kid in front of me was like, I don't know who the Great Muda is, and I was like dude how did you like <laughs> i don't know you like you start down the rabbit hole of the internet and you start with this match and then on the right side of youtube there's like 47 suggestions like <laughs> i don't know i would spend all day just watching fucking random wrestling matches yep yeah so, no, close just... mind, so great muta is is like an extension of keiji muto demon version of muto yeah it's just like liger has um jushin liger, uh, jushin liger has um uh, jushin liger Yes. Like it's he doesn't show up often, but when he does, you know shit's going down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh so that's gonna be fun. Um you have to, uh, Aaron Hanar is probably taking a pinfall, isn't he? Um but then <laughs> then we get into another Will Ospreay match, uh challenger, Shoto Umino, IWGP US heavyweight championship. Of course they did just have a match at Royal Quest at the beginning of October. Uh Will Ospreay won with by referee stoppage. Um, Will Ospreay has defeated Shota for the British heavyweight title as well um, at York Hall. I'm pretty sure I was there. So Shota comes into this as the big underdog, um, but this is his grand return match. Uh, I think, you know, he looks great. Um, he he made his exit through the entrance at, uh, battle uh, through through the crowd at Battle Autumn. Um, the crowd loved it. Uh, the, just the, the young lines returning is awesome, and he's being put into an instant big spot win or lose which i think he loses it's still going to be a great match and it's a huge moment for shota are you uh where do you fall on the nickname roughneck uh it's very rough um <laughs> so i google i had good. to google i had to i googled what is a roughneck what is a roughneck uh there's two two definitions um is a it's a person whose occupation is hard manual labor usually this uh this uh this definition is given to oil workers people who work on oil rigs i hope the second definition fits better uh ruffian thug scoundrel villain uh, scoundrel yeah you know he's got the biker jacket and everything he's the moxley link and stuff maybe but yeah he's not really i mean to be fair he he had to work on the uk independence for the better part of three years that that basically counts as manual labor now all right. What is, now I said, what is a roughneck in Japan? <laughs> Maybe it has a different meaning. I don't know. It, it's a choice. Um, we'll, we'll get used to it like we always do. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. There's also, I think there's like an R&B song called The Roughneck that I just can't get out of my head. Oh, really? <laughs> Maybe he should have made that his entrance music. Yeah, by MC Light. Roughneck. Uh, but it's spelled R-U-F-F, like a doggy rough oh okay right yeah got you yeah no uh, he's definitely, <laughs> this was, this definitely was not, the there's so many different types of roughnecks who knew 
this is what I bring to the bread club. Kieran, <laughs> the, uh, the lineage here. of stardom and <laughs> pro wrestling. I can tell you everything you need to know about MC Light, Roughneck. <laughs> and uh, I got this fucking, the sun is beaming into my room now. I have, like I'm fucking the next coming of stupid fat American over here. Well, when now we're at the main event, it's like crossover. <laughs> the perfect segue from Matt there. Uh, main event. I'm glad this is main event in. It's Mayu Watani versus Kyrie uh, for the crowned IWGP Women's Champion. The oh, this the chick that the chick that was a pirate. Yeah, Kyrie Sane in WWE. Kyrie Sane in WWE. I don't remember, but she's got the like probably the best elbow drop of all time, uh, including Macho Man Randy Savage. The pirate does. Um, yes. Have you not seen her elbow drop? She dressed as a fucking pirate. I've seen. Have, her. have you seen her elbow drop in WWE? I have. Okay, cool. Right, yeah, yeah. She had a pirate gimmick, but also she's like a legit yachtsman, yachtswoman. Like she has a license and everything to sail and everything. Like it's as far as gimmicks go, it's pretty legit. Um, yeah, uh, who wants to be a fucking pirate? Like she would. She doesn't come across as like a oh, bad. Better pirate. than fucking Paul Burchill, man. Like, come on. I'm just saying, don't be a pirate. She doesn't. Look, no offense, dude. If this chick shows up on my ship, she, she, like, would, she would probably kick, she would kick both our asses. Probably, I now. would fucking drop her in a heart. <laughs> if she tried to take my my coins, <laughs> I would at least my put piece, look, you know what pieces look, of eight. I'd put up a fight. All right? <laughs> I don't know what other pirates she has with her. But no, in all seriousness, this is a huge match. These are Kyrie. Mayu Otani and Io Shirai are now Io Sky in WWE. They're the three daughters of stardom. Uh, Mayu Otani was on the very first stardom card. She is the icon of stardom. She is their ace. She is ev- she represents stardom. Uh, Rossi Agawa, the promoter, the owner of stardom, has said, like, you know, he doesn't know if stardom would exist without Mayu Otani. Stardom is Mayu Otani. Mayu Otani is stardom. Um, and then you've got Kyrie, who's returned from WWE recently, um, you know, at, uh, earlier this year. Yeah, it must be known yeah. this year. Um, you know, they, it's Mayu Itani's kind of spitting venom uh, when Ooh. they're talking about this match, which is very unlike her. She's such a lovable person. Uh, Matt, she she is allergic to shellfish, yeah? Is but she? she Mayu Itani's allergic to shellfish. I'm pretty sure it's shellfish. Why, why do you... But, wait, wait. But, 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 she what? fucking loves shellfish. Why do you, Is that like a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. She she posts on Instagram and stuff when she's having shellfish. It she's super allergic to it, but she loves it. So sometimes she's like, "Fuck it, it's worth the risk." But she's. I, I mean, a... my wife is allergic to mango, so sometimes she'll like eat a mango, and I'm like, "Hey, don't do that." <laughs> um, but she's like Kotoribushi in that she's got she's an airhead kind of, but so <laughs> lovable for it. Like she will sometimes she's gone to the wrong venue for shows by by accident. Like really? she's gone, she's gotten on the wrong trains and stuff. Um, there's clips of her. Like she goes back, she's backstage, she's talking to someone. She tries to find how where to go after the video is finished, and she's just like walking into a curtain because she cannot figure out where the break in the curtain is. Um, Did she wrestle at MSG? Was she at the G1 Supercard? Yes, yeah, she was. Um, but also uh, for all this, she is for me the best women's wrestler in the world. Um, and then you've got Kyrie. Like I said, she's spitting venom. They were they the three daughters of stardom and everything. And like she's like kind of got some resentment, it seems, that for the past five years, whilst Kyrie fucked off, Mayu had to hold down the fort, she had to help stardom thrive. 
on during the pandemic, she carried stardom pretty much on her back and everything. And now things are good. Stardom is better than ever. Kyrie wants to return to come challenge for this title. Nah, man, that's that's Mayu's title. It, and the thing is, as well, they're fucking talented. Like, fuck all the backstory that I've just given. The match, just watch the match, and there's no way you're not going to be impressed. I'm, I'm very excited to hear your thoughts when we talk about this match once it's happened, man. I'm excited too. She was a Ring of Honor champion. She was. Yep. Okay. And the pirate's not a pirate anymore. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what her gimmick is in. She Star looks Man like she's moment. still kind of. I think she's still kind of. I don't know if she's coming out with a wheel, wheel and a hat and everything. She's not wrestled a lot since joining. She's no? she is she's a big spectacle, a big uh, a big get. Big like, deal, yes. Like yeah. uh, you watch Shibata to be exactly. Um, but she is challenging for the uh, Wonder of Stardom title the night before, so she could go into this as as a champion. She could leave as a double champion. So she beat Alpha Female to become in the tournament let's see here oh yeah yep. she hasn't wrestled a lot she's been there since March, january february march march yep okay yeah she's uh, had six matches i want to say maybe it's, it's not a lot two three four five damn you're good bro i will say as well i want to plug uh trent at one up culture on twitter uh, he's my guy for all things joshi he's doing tons of joshi podcasts he writes for us he writes for us win he's got a, a column coming out next week on wrestling.com uh, that covers the history between Mayu and Kyrie. Uh, it's must read. Give him a follow. Uh, he is, when it comes to stardom, there's no one better than Trent when it, for, for my money uh, at one up culture on Twitter. Yeah. So slide that into my DM so I can follow him. I will. Thanks. I will. Um, but, you, but you're free of stardom, Matt. You can take the reins. We're at, we're at tournament time, tournament land. This, that's it. We covered the whole thing. That's the, that's the stardom historic crossover show. Right. I'm excited for this. This is like my time. Now, look, the winter, I get slow over here. So, so, uh, with the work, so I could, I could probably catch up on this. You know, sometimes I do overdo it and watch too much wrestling, but there's no such thing, man. Um, there is, dude. There's, there's like, you know, I've been like trying to watch like everything, like to prepare for a shining wizard show, and I'll get to like, like, epi- like hour five of like just trying to fucking jam it all in okay. in one day, and I'm like, that's too much. <laughs> And I'm like, fuck, man! I gotta sit through this MLW Fusion show now. Just talking <laughs> about it tonight. All right. Well, you've got World Tag League and Super Junior Tag League to look forward to, man. Uh, what was your initial thoughts when you saw the lineup for World Tag League, dude? I am so. I tweeted out today, and I'm sorry about my camera. The just the glare coming in. It looks fine. Uh, now it does because it doesn't look like. Yeah, yeah. Know. But now we get to see your wrestling collection that I haven't uh, seen before. Oh yeah, those are all. Those I'm. Yeah, it's bad, dude. The behind. The, <laughs> Those are like all unopened AEW figures by the TV. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Oh, god damn. I've got like my uh, Hazel got me like a Kenny Omega one for Christmas or something, maybe. That's a, an awesome collection. Wow. I'm, I'm envious. You've got a whole wrestling room, man. I got fucking Teddy, and that's it. Oh, dude. Do you know what? I will say I am more than likely. I, I turn 30 next year, um, February. And uh, sorry to make you feel old. Um, and uh, I'm very likely going to buy myself the IWGP heavyweight replica title that they've got up for sale at the moment. Nice. Pre-orders end in December. I've never bought a replica title before. It's a I, lot do of money. Not, uh, I do not have any replica titles either. I figured if I'm going to get a title, it's got to be that one. I'm down, I like that. I'm down for that. Uh, let me just fix this. But yeah, well, Tag League. I'm going to let you know something, Mr. Kieran. Mm-hmm. When we get together for episode 11 on Bread Club to talk about this historic X uh, show. Yeah. And uh, the beginning of the tag league 
and the it will be my 41st birthday. Oh, fucking hell, man. Yeah, and it will also be the same day as the Shining Wizards 11th anniversary show. That's some way to spend your birthday, dude. It is. It'll be uh it'll be chock full of excitement and fun because uh on the Shining Wizards 11 year anniversary show, I have tasked two of our greatest fans and supporters to put together the show. I have nothing to do with it. The <laughs> three awesome. of us, I was like, Kate from Fightful and Kevin Rogue. I'm like, you guys book the show. I want nothing to do with it. I'm just showing up. That's, that's awesome. I can't wait for that, man. At Wizards Podcast. Make sure you're following them. Yeah, it's going to be uh, the 11th year anniversary show is going to be fun. Not as fun. Uh, you know what? That, uh, I'll be fair. It's going to be as fun as the World Tag League and the Super yeah. Junior. I put it out there today. I'm super excited for Chris Bay, uh, Kevin Knight to be uh, making their their debuts in Japan. Uh-huh. I, know, yeah. I know Kevin Knight will be on the Historic X show. Super pumped to see Lance Archer back. I mean, it's... Do you know what I love? That I, I, there's no filler. Like, if we look at World Tag League, there's no... Macabre, there's no none of the third generation older guys. There's yep. no Macabe and Honma. Oh, yep, no you know, Nagata, Nagata can still go, but there's no, you know, Tenzan. Um, I had people say, you know, oh, uh, Evil and Yujiro are there, they're filler. And it's like, I, I appreciate what you mean, but they're relevant, they're current, they're contenders. They've not just been stuck in for the sake of it, they're in there every year. They haven't tried to fill these brackets more than they need to be. They haven't tried to get 12 teams in here and had two teams that are redundant, you know. I know none of us are particularly excited for Bad Luck Farley and Chase Owens, but they did win the tag titles this year. You know, they're, they're, there's reason for them to be there. They've kept it to a tight 10. It's, it's, yeah. And it's good. You know, how many new teams do we have here? We've got Alex Coglin, Coglin and Gabriel Kidd. Let's fucking go. That's my team. Like, I'm so excited for them more than anyone in World Tag League. You've got Tetsu and Naito and Sonata are back for the second year. Do you know what? I've got a question for you, yeah? They're running this fin. Can Naito... Is Naito going to make it to the Tokyo Dome? Couldn't beat the Okada for the title. He lost in the G1 semifinals. He loses to Will Ospreay. He's now in World Tag League. There's a very slim chance that they win this, you know? Aussie Open are the obvious favourites. I think Sonata and Naito maybe make the final and lose to Aussie Open. But do you think New Japan would have the bollocks to not put Naito on the Wrestle Kingdom card as part of the story? Uh, yes. As part of a story, 100%. Do you think they would do it? Though? He's, he's too popular to not have on the card, right? He sells too many tickets. Oh, but it's a great I'm... fucking story. What am I... Am I missing? Do I have the... Did they give me... You said who's Coglin and who? Coglin and Kid. Alex Coglin and Gabriel Kid. Are they in the in the, in the world or the Super Juniors? World Tag Leagues. World. One, two, three. Four, heavyweight. Five, big boys. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. This list I have does not have them on there. Uh, there are boys, man. How can you not have Alex and Gabe? I don't know. Shame on you, uh, Dave Meltzer, and whoever wrote this article on your website where I pull all my notes from. Yeah. rotten son of a bitch. No, they're they're the team I'm most excited for for sure. But then Tetsuya Naito Sonata, Great Okan, Aaron Hanare, Aussie Open, TMDK are reunited. Uh Minoru Suzuki and Lance Arge, like you said, Lance Arge are back for another Japanese tour. Reuniting with Suzuki is really cool. Uh Bad Luck Farley, Chase Owens, and Evil Yujiro Takahashi. Um, yes, it, it's fucking stacked. There's there's so <laughs> many first time matches that are gonna be absolute bangers. And they go back to your question. 
uh, for story purpose, I think they will do it. Um, I think rest because the Wrestle Kingdom is down to one night. I think the show is going to be fucking stacked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I I like the idea of him making the World Tag League final and falling short again. Well, that's like his story, right? He's always. And who, who better to do it with than Sonata, who's always fucking, like I said earlier, coming up short. And United Empire rode a roadblock again. It was Will Ospreay at G1. It was Will Ospreay for the US title. And now it's Aussie Open. Like, you I, know, like he, I like that a lot. I am I, I, interested to see it because if Tetsuya, how does Naito fit into Wrestle Kingdom at this point? Short of that... like just challenging Ospreay again, but he's got no merit to do that. No, he's lost. I, I think that's that that question applies to a lot of people, right? Right now, what we have for Wrestle Kingdom, Jay White Okada, the four-way for the junior. Uh, there will be an IWGP women's championship match. We know that. And we have the TV title uh mm-hmm. final. So there's four matches already. Yeah, there'll be the tag titles will be on the line, and you would assume the junior tag titles as well, super junior tag league and world tag league winners versus the current champions. Um yeah, I guess never open weight as well. You know, you can speculate a lot, but yeah, there, yeah. there is not a lot of wiggle room for non-title matches. No, there's not a lot of not a lot of extra spots there. So that'll be uh that'll be interesting. I am super excited in the junior division for wild mm-hmm. hips. Give me wild hips all day, baby. Wild hips, is that what you're naming them? That's I what think... they named, apparently. Some of these teams have names. Hang on, hang on. I'm scrolling. Oh my god, they are actually called wild hips. <laughs> <laughs> Someone I see on the uh, the Super J Cast Discord, someone was like named them Horny sixty nine, um, which also works wonders. Uh, but yeah, this the Super Junior Tag League as well, man. Like Ryusuke Takuchi and Clark Connors. Uh, what uh, what were they called? Horny hips, wild hips, wild, wild hips. hips, wild hips, um, wild hips. Uh, Kushida and Kevin Knight. That's a team I never knew I needed. That's yeah, so I'm cool. With you on that, man. Uh, team Kushida Yo, for an entire. What about Yo and Leo Rush? That's awesome as well. Uh, you know, Leo, as we said earlier, Leo Rush is doing a tour. They're, they're contenders to win the tournament, quite frankly, I think. The uh, the unlikely pairing of Alex Zane and L. Lindemann. How awesome is that? Like, pff, no one had that ever. Dude, I um, love it. And then, yeah, you got uh, Flying Tigers are back, Robbie Eagles and Tiger Mask, uh, Bushin Titan, Champions TJB and Francesco Akira, uh, Yoshinobu Kanemaru and Doki. And then, like you said, Bullet Club, Ace Austin, and Chris Bay. Chris Bay finally making his Japanese debut, and the returning Ace Austin, who was wildly popular during Best of the Super Juniors. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, man, this is. I think World Tag League. To your point before, I think we kind of know uh, the writings on the wall. It's got to be Aussie Open, right? But, but down here in the Super Juniors, dude, this could go. There is no obvious. You you couldn't even say who's going to be in the final. No. No, you'd, you'd, you'd love to say the champs are going to be there, but I mean, the storyline is there where where they get beat somewhere, right? Maybe? Like, yeah, I mean, Ace Austin and Chris Bay could easily be finalists. Uh, Yo and Leo Rush, I think, are contenders. Taguchi and Clark Connors would be a great final team. Kushida, um, Kevin Knight, a super dark horse. like Yeah, like, did the, the Young Lions do are doing better than ever before on Strong. Like, when has a Young Lion ever challenged for a title before? Like, DKC and Kevin Knight we're in the match with Motor Mystery Machine Guns and Aussie Open. They beat Forever Hooligans the night prior. Um, it's it's going to be... This is the best these two uh, these two tournaments have looked in many, many years, including prior to the pandemic. Because usually World yeah. Tag League is... You know, it's 
overloaded. There's so much that pe- many people that don't need to be in there. Um, I perhaps would have liked a team or two from Strong. You know, West Coast Wrecking Crew, Joel Nelson, Royce Isaacs, I think would have fit in like a glove. Um, but I'm. it's tight. And, you know, Aussie Open versus TMDK, uh, Cogling and Kid versus Minoru Suzuki, Suzuki and Lance Archer. All these first time matches, it's going to be such a cool tournament. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very, I, again, you sent me the message this morning, a lot to talk about. Very, very excited about this field. We've done it, though. A lot to talk about. I think we got there, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't think we missed anything. I mean, these, you know, we're going to come out of, uh, come out to, of historic acts right into the World Tag Leagues and the Super Juniors. There's going to be a lot. The schedule lot. is insane from that day, man. And then we're going to start to see see Wrestle Kingdom come into play. Um, it, it, there's this is this is the time. If you were looking for a time, we said it last episode. If you're looking for a time to become a New Japan fan, like this is it. The road to Wrestle Kingdom, man. Get involved. Check out Ishi and Ren Narita for free on YouTube. Zach versus Evil for free on YouTube. Sonata versus uh, Ren Narita again free on YouTube. These matches all free, all easily accessible. And then yeah, we, the road to Wrestle Kingdom is in full effect now um you know they're inviting fans over uh they're doing a special package deal for tickets for people um which i must admit isn't very good um it's not i looked at it last night i was uh you know perusing the interwebs before bed i've done two wrestle kingdoms i've done a g1 climax don't do this tour do it yourself there's there's too much of japan even tokyo i my first trip to japan i'd done two weeks alone in tokyo um still didn't get to see everything there's so much i would love to do maybe i should do a podcast and a column i don't know just about so everything a wrestling fan should see and do whilst they're in japan whilst they're in tokyo at least because minoru suzuki's got a shop he's always there hanging around get a picture of him for free uh feel intimidated into buying his really expensive clothes um <laughs> dude it is so expensive, and you're not about to look pick something up and then say, "Oh no!" When Suzuki is standing right behind you. Um, there's uh, the Tudukan, which is the mecca for pro wrestling fans. It's just got tons of DVDs, old shirts, figures, magazines, memorabilia, signed belts. I'm talking stuff from like Giant Barber. They've got a robe from like Antonio Inoki. They've got Tiger Mask One's original mask. It is the best place in the world for a wrestling fan. It's, there's just wrestling all over the place. The, the trains will probably have Wrestle Kingdom posters on them on the outside. On the inside, the trains uh, have TVs that show adverts. There'll be adverts for Wrestle Kingdom on there. Uh, the New Japan shop itself, of course, is must go to. It. I, I can't wait to go back to Japan. Yeah, I think uh, I'm the my friend who got me my free ticket to the the Rumble on 44th Street. Um, I call him Bullet Club Rob because he's always wearing the fucking jumpsuit. Uh, he's going uh, uh him and his, him and his brother are going and they've this yeah. is, they go quite a bit he's very friendly actually with bad luck Fale. Um, oh awesome and uh and he knows like he just he uh the one of the jumping bomb angels i think has like a sushi place in new york oh yeah like oh really in new york in new york oh i thought he was gonna say in japan yeah no in new york i think it's like a sushi place or a noodle a ramen place and they were there they went there before Rumble on 44th Street, and Shingo Takagi was there. Oh, fucking hell! Um, he did. He he. So I guess he's. And I don't want to speak out of turn for Bullet Club Rob. Uh, and if he ever listens to this, he can correct me. But like, he did a thing where it was like she was hosting an event where it was like a night with Stan Hansen, 
Stan Hansen was in the in the restaurant and like he brought my buddy Phil, uh, who's a big Stan Hansen fan. They got you get to eat, you got to eat and like hang out with Stan Hansen. Like he's so he's we talked and uh, he was like, you should come to Wrestle Kingdom. And I'm like, we're going on a cruise, <laughs> anyway, but you know maybe for 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 2024. Uh, that, you That's know. what I, I as much as I would love to go, I don't. I want to cheer. I, I, I don't right, want to sit there and not yeah. have to have to clap. You know, I've done it. Wrestle Kingdom 14. I was there for Naito to win the double title belts and stuff. You know, uh, I couldn't sit in the Tokyo Dome and not make noise. Of course, yeah. No, I couldn't. Nah, I definitely um, can't. So it's on my bucket list. So maybe, maybe 2024. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do a bread club live from Japan one day. Oh, that'd be fucking sick. We'll we'll, we'll get Sean Ross Sapp to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good luck, brother. Uh, I want to do a tea. Like, like we we talked about it lightly, um, and you joke about you know the people I'm friendly with in New Japan. But in the build up to Wrestle Kingdom, we want to try and get a couple of New Japan guys on to preview the show. It's the biggest show of the year. We want to rise to the occasion at Break Club. Um, so hopefully there'll be a face or two um, that we can try get on here to discuss uh, Wrestle Kingdom with us ahead of the big show in the coming month or two. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think between the two of us, I think we can. There'll be there'll be at least one person, hopefully more. Yes, we go. We will talk in the DMs because I I book all the guests for the Wizards, and I've managed to stumble on stumble into some wonderful friendships. So <laughs> yes, I think it's going to be uh, an exciting adventure for the Bread Club. So if you are just joining us, uh, Fightful Overbooked, FightfulOverbooked.com, Fightful.com, subscribe, uh, leave a comment, hit that thumbs up, uh, tell your friends. Uh, that you're watching the uh, the Bread Club talking all things New Japan, uh, and please spread the spread the good word. Uh, Kieran is on social media at Kieran RH93. Uh, you definitely want to follow him. He is great at the this day in New Japan uh, slash pro wrestling history. He is diligent. He is uh, consistent, and he does a great job. Uh, so follow like, him there. It's like my second job, basically, in my Twitter. Yeah. I, yeah. I, it, it's in all sincerity. Um, I also want to plug Wrestle In at Wrestle In I Wrestle I Double N. Um, we recently posted an interview with Masa Kitamiya from uh, Noah, pro wrestling Noah, um, and he was saying how he wants to wrestle Eddie, wrestle Eddie Kingston. Um, it's a really cool interview. Uh, it was really cool to be able to send some questions across to Noah for him. Um, and uh, yeah, Noob Japan podcast as part of Wrestle In. Um, where try we've got a Discord now. Uh, check the socials all the information is there um there's some good people in there it's been it's been a fun time since this kicked off yeah discord's a good time it's a it could be it's a lot <laughs> it, it is, a lot. It is. We, my my wife set one up for for uh for me in the wizards community during the pandemic it's a fucking lot man like i work a full-time job and like i just you know i'll check in every once in a while but there's some mm-hmm. really great people in our discord and i'm sure the same for for the wrestling community God bless those people who who can like be in there at all the all the time. Oh yeah, no, I appreciate. It. I'm keeping it lively, posting stuff, you know, so that it's not just. They, they, otherwise, there'd be nothing going on without them. They're, they're, they're the life and soul. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I do the Wizards podcast uh, at Wizards Podcast on social media. Uh, you can check us out every Monday night. Uh, we're live on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Twitch. Uh, we're super interactive during the show. Uh, and if you can't catch us live, of course, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can check us out. Uh, like I said earlier, 11 years, November 21st. Uh, it's been it's been something. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Um, I don't know. 
I don't know a lot of, I say this all the time, uh, but if you've never listened to us before, I don't know a lot of people who are in their forties or late thirties or however old you are that get to hang out with their friends once a week and talk wrestling. And, you know, if I never, you know, don't make a million dollars and I'm never famous, whatever, I don't give a shit. I just know as you get older, it's harder to hang out with your friends and enjoy the stuff that you've enjoyed with them since your younger years. So it's a blessing that I get to, uh, to chop it up with them uh, once a week and talk about wrestling and just be a, a buffoon. And it's awesome that uh, through the podcast and uh, the wonderful people at Fightful, I get to do this with you, Kieran. Uh, and every time I tell those two jackaloons that I do a show with that I reported the recorded the bread club, they do a terrible British impersonation. Like, oh, I was your little British friend. And I'm like, you guys are assholes. I'm like, Kieran is great. And I much much more enjoy the bread club than I do the wizards because he actually watched new Japan and uh, we can converse on something I enjoy versus doing a podcast with YouTube buffoons. There's, uh, there's going to be a free, there's going to be a freeway in the future. It's going to be the wizards versus the bread club versus wrestling. You can make it a four way. You can throw the Mark order podcast in there and the Mark order podcast. It's all going to come to a head. Don't know when, don't know where, but it's, it's, in, it's inevitable. I'm giddy and gray in that shit. <laughs> I'm calling it now. Oh dear! I'll uh, take I'll take a bump and then I'm on the outside. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a good life over there, doesn't he, Gideon? <laughs> we got. I, I, do you know what? I will try to get Gideon on here. I would love to talk That's, to Gideon Gray. I'm gonna try to get Gideon Gray. That's I I can't make any promises. I'm gonna name drop again. He does follow me on Twitter. He doesn't follow many people. He follows me. Um, I will drop. Gideon a DM and try to get him on our Wrestle Kingdom extravaganza. That'll be awesome. We will discuss our Wrestle Kingdom extravaganza uh, through our DMs, me and you. Yeah, we've we've nailed it. So much to discuss, and we've we've clocked in it just under two hours. Hey, we did it. It was exciting. There's a lot of lot going on in New Japan. It's a great time to be a New Japan fan, uh, and I'm excited for this Stardom thing. Yeah, no, I I am too. I I wish I could watch Stardom more than I do. I read about it more than I watch it. Uh, it's going to be great to have a show that I can watch that has them involved in, and I still get my new Japan fix. Yeah, I'm excited, man. This uh this historic show is going to be a good time. They're also doing. I don't know if it's something we can watch, but I know they're doing the New Zealand thing too soon, right? Like yeah, that's weekend very soon. I don't know if that's on New Japan World. I don't know what the deal is with that, but that's really cool for all the fans in New Zealand. There's a mix of the Farley Dojo guys from uh, independent guys that are you know in that area of the world, and then uh, New Japan guys like Kent is going over, man. Uh, you know that's a rare rare treat to see Kenta outside of um outside of Japan. Like uh, I've only seen yeah. him the once since he joined New Japan, and that was at Royal Quest One. Um. You're getting Ishimori, you're getting a junior heavyweight champion. It's going to be a really cool time if anyone's watching from New Zealand, it's going to the shows. I hope you have the, the best time, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's this fr- this Friday night and Sunday. It'll be there. And I know Jeff Cobb is there too. Jeff, yeah. Um, they're, they're, uh, sending, they're sending a good few guys. Like They're not sending nobodies either. They're sending top talent. Yeah, so uh, all the information's over there on NJPW 1972, the match listing and everything. So it's a cheering event too, so that's pretty cool. You know, I don't no, know. No restrictions in New Zealand, it seems. Yeah, so so strong, uh, strong stuff coming up here for New Japan. So it's going to uh, be a very fun couple of months. Yeah, I'm excited. I hope you are. I know Kieran is, and uh, we are the Bread Club, right? We we're, are. We're done here, right? We're we're done. Let's let's not play porno music. 
I will not play porno music again. Fightful Overbooked dot uh, com is where you can find us. Fightful dot com. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to their YouTube. And wherever you listen to podcasts, we pop up every two weeks. Uh, we are consistently recording the show every two weeks to try and put a bow on what's happening in New Japan Pro Wrestling. So join us for that adventure. Follow both of us on social media at Kieran RH93 at Wizards Podcast. Uh, and uh, please, t- I know we, I should have pulled it up. There's a guy who follows both of us who gets super excited every time we record. Oh, I know who you mean. I follow him. Um, I don't want to butcher saying his name. I want to say it's like Yousef. Yes. Um, but I just don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, he does deserve a shout out. Oh, you're right. Um, let me bring him up. Is yeah, it? I'm not. So it's Y O U S F A H M E D 506. It looks like it's Yusfar. Yusf Ahmed? I- I'm really not sure, dude. I really appreciate you, though. You're always engaging with my stuff, wrestling stuff, wizard stuff. Uh, you're-, you're fucking appreciated, man. Yeah, absolutely. And he's always dropping comments. So uh, it's much, much love for you, Yusef. And uh, we'll be back in two weeks to talk historic X and a little more of uh we might've gotten our first taste of the, the tag league by then. Right. Tag league kicks off on the Monday. So, <laughs> so we'll, we we'll be recording just before. Oh, God damn. But no, we'll, we'll be back and then we'll be back and then we'll be back. But we're never going away now. Fightful is stuck. With us. Yes. Stuck. Hey, guess what? When they're done with us, we have our own platforms where we could just do more bread clubs. So we're never going away. People. The bread club is forever, baby. They say bullet clubs for life. Bread club is for life. Yeah, bread clubs. We're never, and we won't get, we're not going to get moldy. We're not going to turn green. None of that. We're not going to have Jeff Jarrett join us for a couple of weeks. No, no. I mean, he could, well, he would love to put it on his resume, but no. <laughs> I ain't falling for none of that fake gold bullshit. I don't know. That was terrible. I'm not the worst. Where we'll out. Bread club. See you guys in two weeks. <laughs> Uh, Not the porn, right? I think I did night driving last time. Let's find out. I think it was rock. Yeah, Red Club. Rock and roll. A little better. We'll be back in two weeks. Enjoy your boot camp forever.